everybody, and welcome to another MCU episode of Games My Mom Found. Our ninth, our ninth one. I am Mike Elberton, and I do share. I'm nice like that. Who's with me tonight? Michael K. Hughes, and before we get started, does anyone want to get out? <laughs> okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye! Alright, Bill, it's a two-man show. Ah, oh, man, alright, <laughs> later. Okay, uh, and I'm Bill Tucker, and, and I'm still waiting for that last dance. Still waiting. <laughs> still waiting. Alright, um, for those that have probably seen the title and the cover art of this, have probably figured out, you know, and been listening along with our MCU stuff, we're going to be covering probably one of the most at least for until until the last two Avenger movies came out, probably one of the most well-regarded movies, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's uh, a good. So, one. so Bill, I mean, you had a story that you had a, that you were talking about when you first saw this movie. I think we should we should put that on the air again. Sure, I don't remember yeah, it was last time. I don't know if we. I don't know if I mentioned this. Um, I'll just a quick backstory. When I when this first came out back in 2014, I was um, living in New York and I was doing film reviews for a small, a couple of small literary sites on the internet and. Um, I was seeing one movie a week theaters, one movie a week. I would go to theater to see a movie. It was great. And, you know, a couple usually I'd have, you know, maybe a cocktail beforehand. And uh, before I saw Captain America, the Winter Soldier, it was opening weekend. It was a Friday. Like I saw it early so I can get a review done for the next day. And I, I we had this uh, theater chain in Austin and now they're everywhere, but they're called Alamo Draft House. Does anybody have these in their hometown or city? Nope. Nope. Okay. I don't think so, they are. Yeah, the Alamo Draft House essentially is an eat-in, uh, drink-in movie theater. It was one of the first, and it was born in Austin. There's about six of them now in Austin, and they're all over the place. But um, so you can eat good food, and you can drink good stuff, cocktails and craft beer and all the rest of it. It's great. And, they, you know, servers bring the food right to your seat, and they're out of the way, and they're very good. So I go to Alamo. Uh, before the movie, I have after work, have a couple cocktails, have a couple beers, go to the movie. In the movie, have a couple beers. And as I'm leaving the movie, it was probably around you know, 9 o'clock, going to run home, write a review. I realize I don't remember any of this. <laughs> I have no recollection of what happened in this movie, like next to zero. In watching this movie for the first time and probably since then, I remembered, I recollected 15% of it. <laughs> kidding. Like 15% of it was vaguely, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, okay. And I had to write a review for the next day and I was I was trolling, I was trolling the internet for like uh, spoiler sites. You know, like how you avoid those normally for new new release movies. I was looking for spoilers. I I have the review still. It's I have a link for it somewhere in my archives. I was gonna pull it up and give it a read beforehand, but I did not. <laughs> I'm sure it's full of vagaries and like, you know, whatever blurbs I saw on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, hey, a well-crafted film. Um, Captain America does a thing. <laughs> Who so, is the Winter Soldier? Who really <laughs> knows? Maybe the Winter Soldier is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So it was um, it was that was my only experience with the Winter Soldier uh, until today or last night, I should say. And uh, it was uh, very, very uh, not surprised. I knew it was a well-regarded movie. Like, you know, kind of walk into it knowing this is one of the top tier ones. I was surprised how layered it is. It's a very interesting movie. Um, It balances action exceptionally well. There's really good performances. There's lots to like. Um, It's hard to find things to quibble with. There are. There's some things here that, you know. There's a few things, but outside of the few things, it's a very, it's extremely solid movie, uh, which we will talk about 
momentarily <laughs> in 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 painstaking detail if this is your first show that you've listened to for the mcu series painstaking detail prepare for that that's what we're all about <laughs> on games my mom's found this will probably be the most positive episode so far i would think i think unilaterally yeah because i thought avengers would again i thought avengers would be the big uh hoorah and it's, it was not i was again i was the only one cheering on that uh that uh, that movie <laughs> So I don't know. I think unilaterally, I think we're all going to agree on this one. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I didn't have the best experience watching the movie. I like okay, so I get this movie. I'm starting it. I'm all set. I sit down in my chair. I spill my beer. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. So I'm irritated with that. Then I was eating Chinese food and I spill my sweet and sour sauce during the movie. I'm like, okay, this is not going so well. <laughs> And then during and throughout when trying to watch this movie, my wife is also getting worried because she can't get a hold of her mother. So she's like, OK, we might have to go there. So I'm like, I don't want to go. I want to watch my movie and drink my beer. <laughs> and so I, I had everything going against me in this movie, but it didn't affect my viewing. But it was in my I was like, hmm, this is not it's not working as I planned all week. Well, it happens. It happens. I mean, minor problems. But I was just like. Because I, I, every time we do these, I plan out two weeks in, a, you know, in advance. Like, okay, this Friday we're gonna order takeout. We're gonna come home. We're gonna watch this movie. It hasn't been working out as well. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, would you? Uh, how was your experience? What was your prior experience to? Uh... Uh, like, it's another one of those ones. Where I'm pretty sure I saw all of these movies in theaters, but it's just been so long ago. It's hard to really remember any details about it. But I, uh, I started the movie up last night after a long week of work. I'm like, I'll, I'll put it on the background. I'll, I'll play a game or something. Like 20 minutes in, I, uh, I've had to turn off the game. I'm like, I, I kind of want to watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but all right. So like this movie starts off interesting. Like I want, it starts off when you have a guy running who you don't know who the hell he is because you haven't introduced him to, to him yet. Anthony Mackie, who plays the Falcon in this movie, which, again, you don't know that yet. But I, I like the way this movie starts. Like, even then, you have him running, and then you have Captain America, you know, Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, running around goes on your left, and he just keeps running around him in circles on your left. And it, and it's, it, it's, like, it even gets funny. He's like, he's like, don't say it, don't say it, on your left. <laughs> and I, you know, I was still, even though I knew what was coming, I'm like, okay, this is still funny. Like, this is still a funny part. I still enjoyed it. I still laughed. And it and it really doesn't... It gets you into the movie, but it doesn't even... Like, you have no idea what's coming. You have no idea the twists and turns this movie is going to take. And it does a good job of just kind of, like, you know, starting off very friendly-like. Because this movie's not friendly. <laughs> not. No, it's not. <laughs> it really isn't. It's a, yeah. it's a mean movie. I mean, it's a good movie, but it's a mean movie. This isn't the pleasant. This isn't the pleasant romp of the Avengers. This is not. Uh, this is definitely setting. It's not necessarily setting some tone. It's a nice little reintroduction to Captain America, um, physical supremacy, and he also meets a meets a dude who you know, fellow soldier. Kind of they bond a bit. Nice. It's a it's a nice it's a nice open to the movie. It's it's kind of laid out a nice little breather before um, the next scene, which is of course when they do their um, Solid Snake um, impersonation. But you, I like the part with the list and like because early when he's talking to Falcon and of course he knows who Captain America is and he makes a comment about you should listen to right. some album I forget what album is Marvin oh Gaye. it was uh, Marvin Gaye Marvin Gaye's uh, oh what's the name of it Trouble Man I've Trouble never Maker. listened to I think it it's Troublemaker golly and I'm and I haven't been frozen in ice for 50 years or anything <laughs> I listen to Taylor Swift I listen to that kind of music so yeah I used to listen to a lot of like 60s and 70s rock and roll like a lot of that type of music and then somehow now I listen to Taylor Swift and Halsey but I don't know what happened so <laughs> but 
It's just so I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I like the fact that in also when when they show that list in different countries or different areas, it's a different list. They actually they, that scene is different depending on what region you're watching this movie from. Huh. Okay. There's Me. they change it a little bit. There's small things that are ch- that are that I know are changed. Huh. I don't know what has changed because I have something pulled up and I'm looking yeah, at guess... three different ones, but I did hear they did change it. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess that makes sense because, again, they made a lot of those references wouldn't play to a uh, a more international audience. That's very interesting. Yeah, like in Korea, I guess it has it, instead of the, um, they change they they change from Steve Jobs, Apple and Disco. Why the Korean version is director Chan Wook, uh, Park's old boy and Korean footballer Gene Chung Park, whoever the hell that is. But <laughs> that's kind of cool. Cool. Interesting. I had to point that out. <laughs> oh, sure, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't pause it to look at the list because, again, I know Rocky's on there. Nirvana, you don't need to listen to Nirvana. Um, but... What? What is wrong with you? Nirvana has one good song, Heart Shaped Box, and that's because it's in Guitar Hero 1, and I played it well over 100 times. So that's all I got. I don't know, man. I don't know. I know I I'm know. wrong. I just... Well, you're not wrong. You're just wrong. I mean, No, it's... I'm wrong. It's there. <laughs> I, I won't disagree. I just don't like the way he sings. It's fine. It's fine. So, <laughs> I don't like his voice. I do like Heart Shaped Box, but that's only because I played way too much Guitar Hero. That was an easy song in the early part of the game, so it was one of my warm-up songs. Sure. Okay, enough about that. So, <laughs> I, I just, I, I like this way this movie starts, and then even, like, you have, like, if you're talking about it, it doesn't take long to jump into, like, the first, like, mission of the movie. And I like, I mean, a lot of the, the more recent Bond movies do this, where they start with a smaller adventure a smaller mission that ends up leading to the into the giant mission that comes on later and they kind of do that in this movie too like everything with the whole ship like you know he finds out you know he's being brought in you have and then you have him on a plane you know putting together a small team of crossbones is on the team for those that don't know uh rumolo or what the hell's his name rock rumolo the the character. Uh, Rocco, I thought. I, I kept calling him Shield Douche. That's what I kept writing down. So. Well, he, his <laughs> character is a villain Crossbones. Frank Grillo. Or Brock Rumlow. Brock Frank Rumlow, Grillo. yeah. He's a, he's a villain uh, Crossbones. And I knew that going into this movie. So I'm like, hmm, this ain't going to turn out well. Okay. But for, for those that don't know, that's that. So, I mean, it kind of like if you know who he is, you know that something's wrong here when he's working with Captain America. Gotcha. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't, I obviously didn't catch that at all and would have known that. They don't do much with them. Spoiler alert in the next movie, but. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's another thing too, but we'll, we'll again, we'll we'll go to that too. A couple weeks or months for you guys. (laughs) It, it is interesting. Like you have, you have Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow's character. And again, she is amazing in this movie. Yeah. She is like downright. I'd say this is the movie that like highlights her best. Yes, this is Agreed. her. This is so far because I don't remember the rest of these movies. This is probably this is her best movie that she's in. Yeah, and her best, like her best performance of playing of just the way the character is and what they and what they give the character. Yeah, I feel like it's the one that she has the biggest focus in too. Because like in Avengers, she's still just one of what twelve characters in that movie. And this one, yeah. yeah, yeah, and this she's like one of four, so she gets a little more screen time. I like the whole team they put together. Even like you can tell who the, that the bad guys are going to be bad guys, even though they're like their shield members out <laughs> shield. But it's just they just look like bad guys. It's the actors they pick just look like villains. That doesn't help that they wear all black, too. 
Oh, constantly. They don't have any other color palette. They don't. It, they don't. They always wear all black. Yeah, I know she's phenomenal and she's great. It's I forgot. Clearly, let's just <laughs> let's just let's just assume I forgot everything. Uh, I didn't realize that that this is really just a Captain America Black Widow movie. Like yeah. this is this is those are the two primary characters. So it's like like you said, as this um, MCU continues to swell and grow, you know, you characters have less time because there's just less time in the movie unless you make them three hours, which they do. <laughs> but you, you just you just have less time, right? So you have to get a lot of this um, character building out of the way now, and it does a phenomenal job at it. And they 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 uh, and I'll talk about this a little later too. But they have a really good working relationship that blossoms into a friend relationship that never goes any further, and yeah. that's great. I'm that okay with they, that. I'm. I love it. I think it's phenomenal. We don't need any more unearned Thor romances. <laughs> nope, he's that, and uh, it's it's really good. It's a team up, and uh, yeah, they're just a good team. And it's it's nice to see smaller scale of characters doing more stuff. So it's a it's a great, and she's phenomenal. Like like you said. So I mean, and that's also so interesting. Like the, the first mission is such a small thing. Like the ship went. This the ship got captured by pirates, and they got to go re- and they got to go rescue the civilians on the ship. They're not civilians and the ship didn't was you know didn't just get captured, but I like it how it shows like you know, Shield is just covering up, you know, helping helping something is what Captain America thinks, and then you find out real quick it's not. It's Nick Fury in this whole spy game. That's another thing so interesting about the movie. This movie is such a different film than anything else in the MCU at this point. Like it is uh-huh. a political spy action thriller. Yeah, I was good way to put telling it. telling my brother that up until a certain point, it feels like a Jason Bourne movie because it's yeah. all heavy action in spy games and stuff until it gets to feel more like an MCU movie later on the third act. And this is this is kind of like the first movie. And you're seeing it right here in the in this initial action scene, which is fantastic. I mean, fantastically <laughs> shot. This movie is shot splendidly. But the this is a movie. There's no big bad guy in this movie. I mean, you have Pierce, and obviously the second he shows up on screen, oh, hi, bad guy. Hello, villainous, <laughs> villainous congressman, senator, who's great in this. Such a good um, actor. Yeah, you know, everyone, even even in this scene where, when they're circling around the hostages, or the, the French, where are they, I guess, whoever national they were, they were circling around the hostages. No one's all that concerned. Like, everyone's just kind of sitting there. Like, no one's worried if, you know, one of them gets in their face. They're just kind of, okay. Which, te- which should tell you something. Didn't really me. I I realized it after the fact, uh, but I got off track. Essentially, this is a this is a movie about ideologies. This is a battle against yeah ide- ideologies. There's no big bad guy. You know, this is the first time too in this MCU where there's not that marquee villain. You know, there's no there, there's a huge missed opportunity that I'll talk about when we get there in this movie. But and again, I would you can say Winter Soldier obviously because he's in the title, but he's he's not like he doesn't have much agency. He's just following orders. Yeah, so you're not wrong. It's the dragon. What what you were saying, like you are right. It is really versus an ideology, an idea that these people are going to commit a crime. So we're not going to wait for them to commit the crime. We're just going to kill them now and solve the problem. And this idea of security and safety is more important than freedom and choice. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's, it's, it rings very true uh, to that time period of, you know, 2014 when it came out, which and it rings very true now, <laughs> yes, you know, it, it rang a lot of like minority report, you know, true crime or pre-crime and all that sort of thing. It's, it's a, it's a scary dystopian concept where you don't have to commit the crime. You, you have to, in order to be con, uh, accused of it and, and charged with the, uh, charged with it. It's scary. And it's, it's definitely a real thing. Hey, let's just eliminate the threat, but we're getting away ahead of ourselves. But as for this, <sighs> Mission on the ship, it's fantastic. Yeah, I know. That's how we do. 
it's a uh, it's great. I mean, it's film. I love the way that uh, Captain America is showcased um, as again showing showing off all his skills. Again, it's like this reintroduction to him as an action hero. So you have a lot of sneaking, you have a lot of stealth. As he's running through that ship, that giant wide shot of him just tearing through this ship, lightning fast, throwing people off the deck <laughs> silently. It's so good, so cathartic, and, and it makes good use of the targets. You know, bad guys in this kind of scene, they're just targets, right? They're just bodies to be thrown and eliminated. Uh, but again, it showcases his skills. You know, he gets in tight with some enemies and he showcases some of his physical abilities you know fighting and shield throwing and shield bouncing and ricocheting and it's all shot very well you can see all the action you know exactly where people are in frame you know in in relationship to each other which a lot of action sometimes doesn't it's just frenetic madness it's it's great it's great and then of course they rescue the hostages the quote still, hostages. it holds up so well oh, like, that great. whole fight scene and we kind of skipped over but like even the skydiving part yeah. i love that he's like do you see a parachute the guy and he's just like <laughs> no no and all that was just it got it pulled me in the movie immediately and i'm like i'm on board i'm in yeah and even though i knew what was coming i've seen this movie before this whole opening is so damn good and like when he hits people like they bounce and stuff like it looks it makes sense because he's a super soldier. I, I was so on board. Oh, and in case you didn't know, that guy he fights, um, the, <laughs> the Leaper, he's from the comics. Yep. Batroc oh, the Leaper. Yep. Wait, his name is the Leaper? Yep. Yeah, Batroc the Leaper. Oh, for the love of everything. <laughs> like Dumb. anymore when he's used in TV shows and stuff, he's mainly played for laughs because laughs he's such a, an odd villain. But yeah, he's he's a villain. Wow. Okay. All right. He's just super acrobatic. It's interesting. He's a joke villain, kind of, for the most part. Uh He's not what I would consider, like, a. he's not like any type of, you know, A-lister, B-lister. He's from 1966. He's just a, he wears a big purple jumpsuit and his special ability is jumping and stuff like that. (laughs) Like, he just said being acrobatic. Like, it's nothing, he's really stupid. That that fighting style is very cool, but the fight itself is pretty neat because, again, it's a different side where it forces Captain America to be truly physical and just physical. Like, he's really not terribly nimble in this because, again, they're doing that weird, like, jumping over somebody while standing still kind of move. <laughs> the only thing I can remember was there was a movie called, oh no, it was in my head. It's gone now. Was it called Kiss of the Dragon? It was like a Jet Li movie. Yeah. Yes. And there was one, the big bad that he fights in that one does that same fighting style where it's kind of like this weird leap without, like, it's like I said, really moving your legs. It's strange. It's very cool. It's right, the right. movie where he kicks the, the pool ball out of the pocket yes. and like, catches it in midair and the guy's far Yes, one of my first DVDs, actually. Yeah, me too, I think. <laughs> and there's another part, like, during this whole, like, when they're on the boat, like, you have what, because it shows you what Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, is doing. And there's a scene where, because they're all, like, Widow's rescuing the hostages, in quotations. And as she goes down into the, like, bottom part of the ship, and she does, like, the whole elevator scene where she, like, just kicks the guy off and, like, is choking him while she's using him to get down. That was fucking awesome. Like, I I really love that scene where she's lowering down and, and just shooting everybody. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's and this good. is also, I want to say this is the first time that she gets all the, where they start really having her use the electric power, where she's constantly shocking everything. Yeah. I never, yeah, I noticed that. It was a, this is the first time she utilizes that. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. Iron Man 2, and it wasn't in, uh, might have been in Avengers a little bit. It probably wasn't Avengers a little bit, but I was too busy crying that the movie wasn't as great as I remember, but <laughs> it, it really showcases it in this movie, and especially Age of Ultron when uh, we get there, unfortunately. The Widow's Kiss. You, you made it all some dumber, but yes, you are right. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> I know. And it, it's so cool. 
Oh, I, I and I love how they really like use that. They use that to play off in this movie. And we were talking a little about like the, the fighting. Bill's right. That was a cool scene. Yeah, everything about this is really great. And even at the very end when, um, you know, Captain America runs in and she he sees Black Widow um, downloading all the info. Onto, <laughs> I love that. She's he's like, like, what are you doing? And, yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, and, it, you know, obviously you, right away it's like, OK, there's something strange going on. And then they get even when they the 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 big grenade. I think it was a grenade, and they get blown up. And yeah, what else she gets it was. injured a little bit, and she's kind of like. And I think what's really interesting, I think, is that as you see it, like she kind of loses her. She's always kind of has a, a certain like you know, I can't think of the word else. Uh, you know, she's very controlled the situation. She doesn't really show her feelings. But this in this movie, periodically throughout this movie, they show her kind of getting broken a little bit and being a weaker and unsure of herself. Mm-hmm. She even and has I, that line later on. She's like, "I only act like I know all the answers." Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. it's it's so good. And there's multiple lines in here where she's like, you know, something about her identity, and he's, and, you know, it's just it it does it's so good with her. Like this is, I think this is the movie that really made me fall in love with her character. This is the one that does it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, this is it, the one that really cements and really develops it. You know, and develops her as. Um, and again, a lot of things too here because it also spends a good amount of time talking or alluding to her past which we which we again know is is checkered at best um but that'll come to fruition way later in this film november when they release that movie later this year yeah a little taste of it in ultron you do and the saddest scene is still when i was at walmart we're recording this in june 2020 by the way when i went to walmart and i saw black widow funko pops and i'm just Uh like (laughs) seen a lot of black widow stuff and a lot of wonder woman 84 advertising and i was like like, well this wasn't released timely (laughs) Yeah, it's like I'm sure that yeah. stuff's been made months in advance, but it still oh, yeah. hurts to see. It it made me sad because I'm like, well, this ain't gonna help because when the movie does release in November, it's not no one's gonna they're not gonna be selling it. Uh huh. So yeah, it's sad. but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> like this again, this movie just like because you know right there, like you were saying with Black Widow, like it starts the the whole idea that Captain America doesn't really know what's happening. He's just a pawn in this game of the spy game, and Nick Fury is you know. Can, in charge of what's happening and it really sets it like even their first talk which happened shortly after this where he's like i don't trust you and i'm not what do you, you need to tell me and he's like soldier just does what he's told or something of that nature yeah i mean you know captain america's the the consummate soldier he's going to follow his orders to a t he doesn't believe in dishonesty which we're going to find out in the next scene when he actually talks to fury <laughs> and gets to see gets to take a look at the armada that he's, oh, uh, that, he's uh, that's a good scene. I, it's, it's it's fine. I it's you know, but like it. we'll, we'll talk real quick. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's I I one of the things I remember writing in my my alcohol addled brain, you know, ten years ago, ever it was. Uh, one of the things I remember distinctly was thinking Captain America is at his best when he's reacting, um, as opposed to he spends a lot of time in this movie reacting, like reacting to things and you know just uh, trying to figure things out on the fly. When I never really caught how good of a leader he is. Because, again, in that opening scene, before they jump out of the plane, he's given the orders and people are just following him. Yes, sir. He has no rank. He's Captain America, so he's Superman. So, sure, they'll listen to him. <laughs> but, like, they don't have to. He's, I don't think he has, like, you know, any superiority, you know, military-wise. It's just S.H.I.E.L.D. It's not, you know, they're not, again, they're not the army. But they listen to him because he's authoritative. He's, he's decisive. And he will jump in first and do the risky stuff and then everyone else support. And it's really cool to see that, but it's also really cool to see him not know what to do because a lot of this movie, he's just trying to figure it out, which we will, of course, get to um, eventually. 
which is what's another thing that's so good about this movie is that you know he's he's never completely like sure of what's happening just like the audience isn't really sure of what's happening you're just kind of going along for this ride and you are in captain america's seat where you're as confused as he is and it's kind of nice that the main character doesn't it's just kind of trying to figure things out yeah along are. with you yes. along with us yeah, you, I like you don't know what's going on he doesn't know what's going on so he's kind of like a surrogate almost for the audience which is great and it's it's a nice uh, kind of almost a conduit from the audience over to the film and the story they're trying to tell. Yeah, and we'll get to it. Yeah, I'll I'll save some of these for later because <laughs> we have to go back to Shield headquarters where Captain America and and Nick Fury um, have a battle of ideologies. And I mean, it is right spell here. Out, right, right spell the out the thing. Yeah, yeah, they have it. They have they get to the um he gets to uh, Shield headquarters. Um, Cap's not pleased with Fury's uh, sneakery. Yeah, you know, and his his misdirection. He, he basically explains the theme of the movie, which is I can't trust you. You know, I need to work <laughs> with people I trust. And Nick Fury's like, trust no one. He's, like, he's basically kind of saying, look, this is the way of the world. This is the way this world works. We got to be sneaky. We have to play every advantage, play every card. It's a very interesting scene. Two guys who genuinely respect each other, just having diametrically opposed viewpoints on how these kind of battles should be fought. But he does put the doubt in Nick Fury, which ends up, I think, leading to Nick Fury's, you know, death in a couple scenes later. When they're talking, he's like, and they're talking about the helicarriers, the whole, like we were mentioning earlier, the whole idea that you can control, you can stop a crime before it happens, and you'll just take out people that are people, persons of interest. And he's like, is that really a good thing? And he starts to make him wonder, like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe someone is, you know, in shield that I don't know about. Like the idea when he tries to get into the flash drive and it's 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 locked by him, but he didn't do it. Right. Right. And that was that this scene or was that later. But I guess it doesn't matter. It's the all one around thing, this part. OK. Yeah. And the one thing I, I do want to point out and I'll let Michael chime in is he there's a really great scene when he's taking him down to the bunker. You know, where where all the helicarriers are and, you know, where Project Insight actually lives. That scene in the elevator is a really good example of what the Russo brothers do really well. And we didn't really talk about the Russo brothers as a directing team. Not at all. But but they this is something and this is kind of one of the things when I look at I look at it and say, OK, this is why you direct all of the ten pole Marvel movies. They because they as we all know, they directed every all the big ones they directed the civil war they directed again infinity, infinity war, war end game and then game and this is why because this is a nice neat little scene of friendship kind of just chatting along they just had an argument or you know a disagreement and now they're reconnecting with this really neat story of his grandfather explaining his vision here's why i believe what i believe and it is very well done it's very well acted it's in a good spot because now we're going to go down the bunker where there's an armada forming. And if you're me, you're going, oh, this is not going to end up well. This is not going to end up good. Guys, look at this. This looks like a bad idea. All of it. <laughs> but Michael, what did you think about kind of the way Cap and Fury um, interplay? Yeah, it kind of feels like they're setting up the uh, the tension for, for Civil War, too, where Cap pretty much opposes all the S.H.I.E.L.D.'s, I guess, ideologies. Just yeah. the right word. Sneakery. Yeah, but I definitely like that that scene of him talking about his grandfather and said he'd walk home with a roll of ones in his lunch bag. And as he got older, the neighborhood got worse and people would be like, hey, what do you got in the bag? And Cap's like, well, what did he do? He showed him roll of 20 crumpled up one dollar bills in a 22, 22 <laughs> bag. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. And it shows yeah. them the, uh, the helicarrier's like, eh, it's a little bigger than a 22. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a neat line. It's a very Fury line, of course, yeah, delivered delivered well. Writing's super good. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, the script is fantastic. And we'll, also, I'll get into some of the like, the, the running joke of uh, uh, Black Widow setting up, uh, trying to set up Captain America on dates. <laughs> it's I, very good. I, do I don't like know if you that. guys... I really dig that. It's interesting. And also just on a, a, a side note, as if we don't have enough side notes already Definitely. in this show, the idea of, of neutralizing threats before they start, I could see some people being into that being like, okay, yeah, you know what? Why, why wait for the threat to happen? Let's just take it out now. Uh, I think it also can divide the audience into two. Some will decide with Fury and some will side with Captain America. You know, I'm on team cap with that. I, I despise that kind of thinking because it assumes that people can't change and people can't grow you know it just assumes that you are who you are regardless of what where you are in life so yeah i don't know i'm not a fan of that but what do you guys think about it well it leads to so many problems that idea that if you are just going after people because you think they're going to commit a crime or you think they're going to do something is that you start you're going to take what your parameters that you're going to fit people into is eventually going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And the next thing you know, it'll be a lot like with World War II, that same idea that they came from the Jews. I said nothing. They came from the communists. I said nothing. They came from me and nobody was left. I know I'm shorting it, but it's that same idea. And I, and I, I, and, and that's what you risk a very, a very fine line that you can cross real fast. You'll be in a lot of trouble yeah, socially. No, did you have any thoughts, Mike, on that? No, not really. Anything okay. that you guys pretty much nailed it. <laughs> okay. Another thing that we kind of have been referencing about the MC movies is this was actually the Russo Brothers' fourth movie they ever directed. They've done TV show, but their fourth actual movie. I think that's kind of impressive. Indeed, they they did um they did a lot of the Arrested Development. They did like thirty something episodes of Arrested Development. I can't remember what other movies though. I'm looking it up now. You, me, and Dupree, and welcome to Collinwood, wherever the hell those are. Okay, no. You mean Dupree's, I've never seen it, not well regarded. But again, this is a good example of Marvel picking directors that no one had heard of. How'd that go in Thor Dark World? <laughs> well, hey, listen, hmm. listen you, you, you know, having a 600 batting average isn't bad. I mean, it's not, that's pretty dang good, considering, yeah, he did, you know, Welcome to Hollywood, You Mean Dupree in tw- tw- uh, 2006, a bunch of episodes of Arrested Development and other shows, and then 2014 Captain America. So there was a eight year gap between their films and again you would have never thought these guys would be any good at making these movies but man they are so yeah and this is what leads to so i mean this opened the because the winter soldier opened the door for them for the rest that we were talking about it's so weird to hear their name be like yeah they're pretty much unheard of when after these movies they're like huge oh like, yeah oh yeah the russo brothers yep so mike what did you think of the whole world the captain america museum i should call it what it is <laughs> His, his exhibit in the Smithsonian of all places. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, go ahead. Which is the the second reference we've had to the museum because when uh, he's running with Sam at the beginning of the movie, Black Widow pulls up in her badass Corvette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, hey, you guys know where the Smithsonian is? I'm here to pick up a fossil. Yeah. Ah, no, really funny. No, I thought it was good. I'm down I with that. that. Yeah, it's... So, I feel like we've had it happen before in the other movies, but... This is definitely the first time I noticed uh, 
whenever a Marvel character is sneaking around, all they do is put on a baseball hat. That's very funny. I said the exact same thing. (laughs) Uh, That baseball hat just tilted a little lower. If no one sees my half my eyes, I'm actually good. I'm one of the most famous people in the world, but, you know, just throw on this baseball hat and I'm good. Like, this is one of three times we see it in this movie, and they finally, like, joke about it in Ant-Man and the Wasp, which we'll get to many months from now, but it's just, it's so funny. I'm going to go ahead and quote it. So we don't look like, we're not sneaking, we just look like ourselves at a baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's cool to see Cap taken in basically the way the world sees him. Because they're, they're just singing his praises. And this is a, a clever way to give us some exposition of what happened in the first Avenger, too. Because he goes through the whole Howling Commandos and we find out more of Bucky's backstory. Well, they, they recap it to kind of refresh everyone's memory. Just in case Bucky should show back up sometime in this movie. Which, that seems unlikely. Yeah, I mean, it, it again, it pays off. But, you know, mm-hmm. it... And, it, and I like how they, you know, they, they give you parts from the past movie without feeling like it was too much or out feeling like you're just shoving it down your throat. You know, so I, I never had a, I enjoyed all the all the flashbacks that they do have, even some that were brand new. Like when like when you have him one scene that really hit me, which is right after this is when he first visits Peggy oh. and she's like, you know, talking to him and, you know, like, I, I wish you had got to live your life. And then it, and then there's a part where she goes to like get the drink of water or coughs or something. And she's like, Steve, you, you're alive. And it I had forgotten that she had Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's heartbreaking. I can't yeah. mentally handle that scene. That's anytime there's a scene of like an Alzheimer's with that kind of disease where someone's literally their life is being withered away, both mentally and physically. I can't even mentally deal. It's so hard. I was like, I shall no, that's right. I forgot that too. Mm-hmm. I so it was yeah, that's just brutal and beautifully acted. It's a really lovely mm-hmm. scene. But I just want to circle back a little bit on the Smithsonian and the Captain America. Like you said, Michael, it's a really great reintroduction. It's a fast, it's such a smart idea. It's this movie is full of really, really good ideas. Talks to the writing. Having that kind of museum makes sense. You know, living legend, he's a hero, American hero. And having him having us learn relearn what happened in the last movie, because it's been a few years, kind of just get reintroduced naturally to Bucky. Although I don't know why you would have a memorial to Bucky. Like, why would you have his best friend? Because he was part of the Howling Commandos. Yeah, I guess so. That's a good point. And he did give his life, so I can buy it. Even like from a besides from a plot standpoint, I can buy it. It felt very plotty to me, but again, it gives um, Captain America an opportunity. You partly remembered the plot, so. Yeah, I will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is one of that fifteen percent that you remember. Yeah, yeah, I didn't remember any of that. Are you kidding me? It was like, oh, he's in the Smithsonian. Neat. That's cool. I uh, and also there's a really, really touching moment that again I really loved in Captain America and First Avenger when they're panning across you know all the exhibits and such, and they have a shot of the. Um, of the poster that he stood behind, stood in front of when he was first really small and wimpy. It's kind of showing, showing the audience, yes. yeah, I don't, I don't fit this. It's like, are you this tall? You know, and he is clearly not. And there's a little kid um, getting his picture taken by that same thing. And the camera actually lingers on that a little bit, which is very good filmmaking. I was like, oh, that's cool, man. He's a big, he's a big, strong dude now. Fills that, you can fill that uniform. So that was a cool scene for me. But if we're going back to the scene 
scene with him and Peggy. Whew, beautiful act, beautifully acted, just touching, re-cementing his, his love for her and his devotion to her, even though he knows he'll never get her or have her. I should get never <laughs> have her. Mm-hmm. What was that? Okay. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know where I'm <laughs> I know where you're going. I wasn't drunk during that one. Um, so, yeah, it's just a really touching scene. It's very well acted. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is it's a good again, and we're now at a, a lull now. We're we're we had our big action scene. We had it. We had our big machines and our air helicarriers. Okay, theme, theme, theme. Boom. Let's spend some time working on character. And boy, do they! And it's pretty great. Oh, and since you mentioned Haley Atwell, just I just found this out because I'm googling. Apparently, she has a her she has her own pie, podcast. Huh, that's cool. So yeah, I just found it out. I just wanted to say it because I'll never say it again. <laughs> So I could cool. listen to her talk. All right, enough of that. Um, but it's just yeah, it, it, that scene hit me. And then like I like when they introduce the council and you find out that there's these multiple people from different countries even who are in charge of Shield. Like I think that is a very cool thing to, that it's a worldwide and not just an American government type situation. Even though almost everyone is American from the sound of it, in, in that we, <laughs> when we do see Shield, but the idea that the people in charge are from different countries. Yeah, this would be the same council we saw at the end of Avengers, right? Where they're like in the big yeah, but it's a few general snow holograms. Yeah, but not all the yeah. actors are the same. Right, right, right. It's missing a couple. Now, it's something I wouldn't have picked up when it had been two or three years. But in a case where I watched Avengers, what uh-huh. a month, two months ago at this point, I caught it. Yeah, and this is where we get introduced to <clears throat> is he a senator? I can't remember Senator Pierce. They call him senator. They call him sec- no, they call him secretary. But they never say what position he actually is in the government. If he's like secretary of defense or he's just a secretary. For- they never say exactly who he is. Okay. So he's he's just as soon as he walks in, Robert Redford plays this very well. And he, as again, as soon as he walks in, oh, hello, villainous person. Hi, you're no I good. I didn't catch it the first time I saw it. I did not see that coming. Really? Okay. All right. I mean, now I did, obviously, because I yeah. Seen it, but. We'll assume this is my first time. So yes, it was. I, as soon as I basically, as soon as I saw, him, I'm like, oh yeah, dude, you're 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 no good. You're no good. That doesn't help that like every politician in these movies ends up being slimy, good for nothings. <laughs> yeah, wait till you see Gary Chandler in about an hour and a half. <laughs> so good. I was very happy with that. That made me giggle. It's a good scene. Yep. But yeah, so yeah, obviously villainous. Um, he wants Fury to delay Project Insight, or Fury no, wants Fury, Fury wants, wants yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Fury wants to delay it because talking to Captain America is kind of like put a pause in him, probably. Like, oh, yeah, and then he couldn't log into the flash drive, so he's starting to to have doubt about what's really going yeah, on. Yeah, it planted exactly. the bug that something was wrong, and Robert Redford was like, "Yeah, sure, well, we can do it." But then you, you know, he asked for a very stupid thing, like you have to ask Iron Man to show up to my niece's birthday party. Like he was never. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it make like it makes sense. Like, okay, a friend's asking for a favor, you know, something like this. Like, yeah, sure, I'll do this. But I like at the same time where you know that he has he's never going to do it. It's not happening because he's about to have him killed shortly. But it's a cool scene. Yeah, I think that, that line's meant to, like, derail the audience. Like, okay, maybe this guy's not bad. Maybe they're actually our friends. And- I didn't think he was bad until the change happened. I thought he was, you know, actually good because he comes off as, you know, I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, yeah I, f- I figured he was going to break bad on it. I, the way I read it was, oh, these guys clearly have a history. They're friends. You know, they're not like best bros, but, you know, they have a relationship. You know, you would ask a friend, hey, can you can you get Iron Man to come to my kid's birthday? <laughs> it's not something you ask just a, a regular uh, person that you work with. No, so it I mean, worked they- out well and kind of developed a bit of connection between the two. But, yeah, it's clear this guy's this this uh, this senator secretary joker is no good you know, i i still there's such a lost lost 
lost opportunity they could have done with that character from from the comics, but I will get there soon. Um, I'll get there later when we get to the part where it matters. And I, I do like it when you have Cap shows up to the VA, because earlier when he's talking to Falcon and the whole on your left thing, the opening movie, which he talks about how he works at the VA. And I like that scene where he comes in and they're talking, you know, he's given the speech about to the, you know, ex-soldiers about how it doesn't really leave. And now they're dealing with the PTSD again. And this movie actually kind of identifies it much better than the last two we talked about where it is not <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm going to build something. I'm okay. okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought of that exact. Or, I thought of that the second I saw that. I was you know, like, like yeah. someone said, you're not crazy. Oh, you're right. <laughs> like, it, it identified it in a real way. Like these people are not okay with what happened to them, which I, I, from what I've heard happens to a lot of people who are soldiers who come back, like, you know, things are hard. And, and I like that they, they did a good job and they didn't like just gloss over and make it a joke. Like it fit the movie. It felt like he's, he's the same. He's like, he's not hundred percent okay after what happened in war with when he lost his friend like i thought all that was really good uh-huh. and then we and get this, to nick driving yeah just one second they also oh. have a, a scene where him and uh where yeah, captain america and uh sam yeah sam right that was a, uh-huh. that's the name of the option character yeah. sam are having a conversation afterwards and um sam asks captain america well, what makes you happy and he thinks and goes i don't know that's so interesting. He's still trying to decide what what in this world, this new world that he's in, basically new world, is, is going to bring him some joy and bring him some happiness. And he doesn't really know. He's so focused on missions and being a shield person and and all that. And the support meeting is always really cool. It's cool to see that um, that that idea, the you know, the idea, the uh, the issue of PTSD being handled with such care and and thoughtfulness. It's it was very good. Uh, and again, it's cementing more of um, Sam's character where he's caring for people, you know, who are still struggling with this issue. I and mean, clearly he's struggling with it as well, because that's just how that works. And um, yeah, it's pretty it's a very, very good, very effective character building scene. And again, we're in the lull now. We're getting we're getting we're working on characters. And that's why this movie, I think, doesn't feel very action. And there's a lot of action in this movie. Like I I didn't realize there's more in this than a lot of the other MCU yeah. movies. Oh, yeah. But it's yeah. So, it's so balanced by these low, quiet moments where we're just learning about characters. Uh, it surprised me because this movie feels very, I want to say it's even. It's an even tone, even though you got crazy action and then you have these low points or these more mellow points. So, ah, great filmmaking. <laughs> Yeah, they they do a really good job of balancing the two. You're you're 100 right. Like even like the whole part when like the whole Nick driving starts, it it starts off very basic, very normal. He's just driving along, and and I like how it doesn't take long where everything goes to shit. Like like when the cops show up the first time, and they both look at him. And one thing I didn't catch before, they're all every cop except for one when he's shooting them or at some point or the guy's trying to get into his car. Every single one is wearing sunglasses. And I, I, yeah. All I can think of is Agent Smith and, you know, Matrix. But I like that (laughs) idea that they wanted them to be faceless minions. They're not like, oh, you don't recognize. They're just they're all just part of this program or part of this crew. You know, Hydra, essentially, is what they're going for. But I I liked it like that. God, that scene is good, too, though. Yeah, like he's just like sitting at the red light and he looks over and he's like, look at these assholes staring at me. And he's like, my car is on lease or you want to see the lease? You want to see the lease? Which, Very good. I, I mean, that that scene still rings true in 2020 where you I mean, we are recording this in June. So who knows what will happen by the time I release this. But it's that it, it makes you know, especially everything happening. I mean, because I'm, I'm a white guy, so I don't you know, I, I don't know. I haven't experienced any of those type of things. But, you know, to see what's happening in our current in our current world, like it makes sense like that. That line makes a lot more sense. Not, I mean, it made sense then I understood what they're going for. But the whole idea of how like he's joking but at the same time, he's not completely joking because they're already kind of judging him. 
I mean, they're going to yeah, kill him because they're Hydra. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, again, with everything going on right now with Black Lives Matter and 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 that whole story, it's no, the movement, I should say. It's yeah, that really rang true. It was yeah, I didn't steal this. Hey, cops, I didn't steal this. Stop staring at me. I, I, I own it is was very timely when it didn't mean to be back in 2014. Obviously, it was more probably just a throwaway line, a, a, yeah. a neat line for him to say. But today, it definitely it definitely it a lot harder. Like, Golly, OK, yeah. When you think about it like you, yep. you think about things that have happened with cops and brutality and people being shot when just for like for nothing, really, like they shouldn't have been shot. And that whole idea, like it, 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 it hits a lot more true. I'm like, oh, well, I just thought about that. Like, I mean, when I was watching it this this past time, something I would I wouldn't have thought about before as much. Yeah, and and, and uh, going back to the actual action of it, I love, like you said, Mike, I love this scene. The action is so well choreographed. I love the idea of using, you know, obviously at first he's shooting they're they're shooting up the 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 truck and the armor, you know, counter is going down on this robot truck and he's arguing with the robot for like, <laughs> all right, well, how about the ejection? Not ready yet. How about this? Oh, it's not working. Is anything working? And he goes, the air conditioning. Functioning <laughs> <that> perfectly. <laughs> so funny. So you have these like these blasts of a comedy. In this very serious situation, and I really do dig the way uh, they utilize the truck as a weapon. So, like, he's bashing people out of the way when he's kind of, <clears throat> kind of like when he's stuck in different parts of traffic. You know, he's like backing into people and swinging it, and very effective use of space, very effective use of setting, and uh, fantastic. And of course, um, yeah, Michael, what uh, what did you take away from that? This is the scene that like had me fully focused. I'm like, okay, I need to be watching this movie because this this crap is awesome. <laughs> Should have been watching the movie anyway. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you know, it was a long day at work. I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna put it on, whatever. But yeah, it's like between the the one liners and the action, I'm like, wow, this crap. Like I said, this crap is awesome. It's uh, awesome. Yeah, I feel like the the little AI is kind of like, well, people like Jarvis, so we'll, uh, we'll give Nick someone to talk to. So it's not just, <laughs> yeah. not just him silently driving around in all this action and get some jokes in there and whatnot. But, but yeah, it's work. great. They it's don't great. fall flat. They don't overpower the moment. They just work. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as we've said before, like the comedy feels true to the character. It's not forced in or whatever. It's just Nick being snarky. Yeah. Yeah. I, just I, Nick, Nick being Nick. That's really. I, I also love that whole battery ram scene when they pull out the battery ram. Like that is. That's really good. Oh yeah, and the guys like, oh, or the AI is like, uh, suggest deploy countermeasures. Not yet. Not yet. Armor at one percent now, and the minigun pops up out of the the console. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. It and still holds up. It does. And you know, anybody who spent some time in traffic, just frustrated to life and just had to get somewhere, <laughs> wishes they had a minigun that could pop out of the console. And it was just visceral and almost silly. It was almost cartoony. But again, I a lot of this stuff you have to kind of hand wave because it is a comic book movie, right? Yeah. You know, minigun in the console. But yeah, I just everything about that scene was really effective and, and good. Until, of course, the uh, that's when the does the Winter yeah. Soldier show up in that? The, the titular Winter Soldier. Yes, he shows yep. up and uh, does one thing that causes all the all the havoc. I mean, I that... love how whenever he's like on screen shooting to people, there's always someone else that like hands him a weapon. 
Like we'll see it in the the bridge scene later <laughs> on. But like yeah. someone yeah. hands him the mind thrower in this. It's like he doesn't just have it. I, that mind touch. thrower is so awesome. Where like it's Nick so Fury cool. finally evaded all the all the renegade cops, and they've been gunning. You know, he's driving, and then even Winter Soldier just standing there, shoots out a mine, it, it, it goes, and it just attaches the car and blows up the car. I mean, yes, it's kind of a coincidence where it just happened that the car flipped over above a manhole. But you know what? I'm okay with it. It's a movie. <laughs> but that, yes. Winter Soldier is just such a badass. Like when I, I mean, when I first saw the movie, I knew who he was because he's in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Like the only reason I knew who he was, so I kind of knew where they were going. But it's it's so awesome the way they do it, and and the way like for how much of this movie you don't know who he is because he's wearing goggles, he's wearing a mask, and you can't you can't tell who the actor is. I mean, right. you can just look up in the freaking credits, but if you didn't know <laughs> that, you know you're gonna be you're not gonna know what's coming. I'm sure yeah. a lot of people had no idea. That's what sucks in the day, the age of the internet. It's like, oh, this next Captain America movie is called Winter Soldier. Let's Google Winter Soldier and learn about right. this guy. We totally yeah. blow that big reveal. Yeah, I mean, and the reveal still works because there's so much emotion behind it. And they've yeah. set it up very well. It's very earned. But at this point, yeah, it's just he's a really cool super, super soldier. The one thing about, and we'll talk about this a little more with the bridge scene, which I think is good. Not wonderful, but good. There's some really good decisions. Again, lots of good decisions in this movie. They... I just when he's wielding guns and shooting them, I'm not impressed. It's just, you know, he shows up with a mine cannon or in later scene with a grenade launcher and he just starts shooting grenades. I'm like, well, I could do that. That's not terribly impressive to sit there and just now when he's fighting hand to hand, that is, of course, when he shines. But him walking around like the Terminator, just shooting, you know, again, uh, you know, grenades and Gatling guns and God knows whatever else. <laughs> It's uh, it, it doesn't quite thrill me as much as the other things, but still an effective character and still mysterious, which is great. So you want to know more about this guy. And he just seems like this walking problem, which is good because walking problems are what movies kind of need, especially this kind. So, yeah, he does have like a menacing strut too. just like you said, the Terminator, just the way he walks like this guy means business. Yeah, it, it, it's very good. And he's vil- and he, he has villainous eyes. His eyes are extru- just really intense, which is really cool when you get a chance to see it. Um, it's it's very intense and foreboding, which is a good counterbalance to when you actually do see it and you realize it's Bucky that it's he's a soft, not softer, but he doesn't he doesn't have a threatening physique, but he has these really menacing eyes and the actor who plays him. It's exceptional. Uh, he's very, very good because he tells a lot of his story with his eyes and how he portrays the character. You know, really, the most you get for most of the movie is through a mask. And to connect with the character and have that interest and intrigue and threat, beside the fact that he carries around, he has a guy who just hands him weapons. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Elizabeth in Bioshock Infinite. Uh, it's it's pretty, uh, it's it's good. He's, he's, he's very, he's threatening. And when he comes on screen, you know, you know bad stuff's about to happen. And another thing I do want to point out that Alexander Pierce was not he's in the comics, but he was not a Hydra agent or anything. He just was a random character that was in a that was a shield agent. So okay. he was never. So no one would have seen that twist coming uh, other than a film buff, not comic people. Just right. to put that in there. So then Captain <laughs> American goes home after a hard day's work. <laughs> I like actually, this. I Yeah. I, I, I don't like what they did with her character so far. Sher- uh, I think her name is Sharon. Is it Sharon Carter? Yeah, right? it's Sharon. Or Kate, as she tells Steve mm-hmm. here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the actress. I can't think of her name all of a sudden. Anybody, anybody I'm looking, I'm looking. What's your name? Uh, Emily Van Camp. Yes, Emily Van something. 
okay. Bandcamp. Yeah, she was in the show Revenge, so a lot of people probably know her from that. Okay, I I've never seen it, but I haven't either. But I know it exists. Yeah, it's a cute scene when you know him being flirty and fun. He's like kind of like trying to get out of his shell a bit. Nice little character. Yeah, building. he asked her out kind of for coffee. Yeah. She's like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, hey. You do realize that's Captain America, right? <laughs> like, you, I mean, listen, I mean, he may not be your cup of tea, but give it a shot. I mean, well, it's Captain America she's working for him in yeah. a way like she worked for shield and her job is to kind of watch over things and i like that like the other thing oh yeah. you left your radio on yeah it's 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 pretty neat I, and i'm just i'm just joking like i like i said the open <laughs> oh, if, if if captain america asked me to dance i'd dance <laughs> of course i would it's captain america <laughs> you have to you have to dance with captain america if he asked you to dance so i don't know what that lady was thinking other than the fact that she's a shield agent clearly as we find out momentarily when um i'd <laughs> say again very captain america thing he hears his music going. He knows he didn't play it. Goes in through the window and uh, finds Nick Fury hanging out there. Uh, again, another neat scene uh, of them conversating. Conversating? Having a conversation about... Is conversating a word? Yeah, I think that works. That's fine. Okay, good. I mean, you're the writer. All right, put it in the dictionary. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Webster on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is a cool scene when, when they're talking via, via text message because all I, the ears everywhere... That. Yeah, it's good. And he's like, so me and my wife had a fight. I need to sleep. He's like, you're married. <laughs> like, I love that. Uh, it, like, there's a lot of things you don't know about me. He's like, yeah, I'm kind of finding that's the problem, Nick. <laughs> that was that that whole part is such a good spy thing where he has the phone. He's talking, saying, you know, not really, you know, and then you have the you know text showing what he really wants to say. Like, all that was such a spy movie thing. I don't watch five movies, by the way. Yeah, a lot of James Bond DNA in that. Yeah, I watch sure. those. Those aren't. I don't. Well, maybe the early ones are okay. From Russia with Love is a spy movie. Everything else is not. Well, maybe it's you, but not not at a certain point. Golden Eye was not a spy movie. Yeah, that's fair. So, side sidebar. You can feel yeah. free to cut this out. I I've seen probably half of the of the James Bond movies, maybe more. My brother went on a tear many years ago and saw all of them in a row. Oh wow. Just, all of them, every single one, and I I cannot tell you the difference between any of them. <laughs> I can't. I, I I cannot tell them apart. They all mush together for me. Goldfinger had a guy with some gold. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. The only, the only difference is every four four movies or so they change who Bond who plays Bond. That's that's about it. That's about <laughs> I've it. seen all of them except for like three or four. So I can yeah they they do change a lot. They're I I, I enjoy them, but. They are what they are. Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> back no, on task. With love, you need to watch. You never okay. see. And I, I, I like in the part when Nick Fury's in in the apartment and he gets shot through the wall. Like that is because you don't see it coming. Like you obviously nope. just get sh- shot, and Steve just jumped through the window after Sharon comes running in, and you find out, yeah, she got just his, uh, you know, not just you know lives in the apartment building. She's a she's a shield agent. Yeah, that I, that bit where the bullets come through the wall it actually made me jump like a. I had totally forgotten that it was coming. You see, I expect that from the other one in this, in this part. <laughs> are we going to keep referencing this the entire yeah, time? That's fine. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see it That's coming. That's what we do here. Yeah, we are the, the kings of callback. The we kings just drill it into the ground and beat it down. Yeah, and beat things into the ground. Yes. Hey, listen, hey, why not? If there's a joke, just ring all of it out. All the I, juice to the joke. I, just... I, I do love the chase. Like when you have when you have Steve chasing after so good. Winter Soldier. So damn good. And I, I like when he throws that shield and he just catches it and throws Ugh. it back at him. Oh, so good. And knocks him back. 
and knocks him back a bit when he catches his own shield like that's when you know oh boy this is an adversary to be reckoned yes. with yes um lots of, lots of lots of lots uh, of dna with uh, the, the matrix of course um again this that visceral smashing through things jumping yeah like even before the shield catch is steve trying to get over to the building where the winter soldier is and he's just blowing through doors like, yes. like cardboard Thank he slams right. in that wall and leaves a big shield sized den in it it's oh, <laughs> so cool yeah work cardboard and other things so yeah <laughs> but it's so good it's it's, it's and like one part he just running runs into a wall and bounces off the wall to keep running so he doesn't lose as much momentum it's it just, just a little scene that they didn't need to put in but it it works and it's it's really cool so i god i, I love this movie still <laughs> it's so it's great and it's great, like when, yeah. when they have nick die it's like you have him in the operating room i was thinking to myself do they really have operating room with a giant window you can watch the person being worked on but you know what um I don't know. I don't work in a hospital. I don't think any of us do. So they try exist in movies. Yeah, that's fine. But it's just like I, I like how they kill him because it makes sense that you would have to do that in order for like, you know, you have a force like, you know, Winter Soldier coming after him. He's not going to stop till he's dead. And the people working for that are having him work are not going to stop till he's dead. So I, I completely, you know, I understand where they went with this part. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty great. And yes, yeah, it's just a very visceral, effective scene. I, I love it a lot. And this is also when you have Cap meets Pierce for the first time. And, I, and right before this, you have where Black Widow asks Cap, what did Nick say? He's like, I don't know. She's like, you're a terrible liar. And he kind of takes that with him in the next scene. Like when he's talking to Pierce and he tells Pierce, I don't know. Then he tells Pierce, he gives him some kind of facts, but not the whole story. He says, Nick told me not to trust anyone, uh-huh. which fits Nick Fury's character that, yes, this master spy told you don't trust people. Like it doesn't let on that you know more than you should know. But uh, again, this is when you find out that Pierce might not be who you think is yeah because even then pierce is like does did he say that that includes him too he says don't trust fury uh yeah he said don't trust fury he said fury's the one that bugs you and then he also uh-huh. makes a comment how if anyone stops him from getting to who killed oh god who killed fury he's they'll be he'll be against him or something of that nature yeah and and did we um <clears throat> well firstly i was i was clicking around to see something but so i wasn't paying attention sorry i know we're recording a podcast here um firstly when it comes to that it's really good because now you have two master manipulators kind of working on captain america because they know he's a tool not tool in a negative way but he's like he's a he's a tool like he's he's someone you he, he's be great on your side right he's a soldier, so can, he's a soldier right who, who is this guy gonna like align with he's gonna align with the, the us of a or he's gonna align with this these shield jokers who bugged his house so you have these two master manipulators kind of working on him and that's why i like to say in this movie captain america is caught in in a whirlwind like he's in the center of the storm and he's trying to figure stuff out like we said earlier which is much different than his role later on and earlier as the leader as i know what to do i can figure it out this shows a lot of i would say a he has to be crafty and b shows a lot of vulnerability because again he someone could use his devotion and his loyalty against him Uh, Um, and did we did we uh glaze over fury fury dying or was i taking notes we were taking notes i talked about a little bit okay good that's fine i mean i and i just want to say how good black widow's performance is in that um when she realizes he's gone the her scarlett johansson's performance is fantastic when she realizes just that mix of anger and sadness is very well done so she did a top-notch job with that yeah she's like i said before i'll say again she's amazing this this is probably her best movie so far of of playing this character yeah i i yeah definitely out of the three she's been in so far this is the best in the rewatch and again apologies if you mentioned it but did you guys mention the usb drive that uh and he stashes it in this maybe not 
I don't think I did. No, not yet. Okay, so yeah, the USB drive he gets from Fury before he before he dies, and then Captain America before he leaves the hospital stashes it in the candy machine behind the gum, uh, which pays off really really good later on. Uh, so uh, yeah, so yeah, very so the, too. It's not very, it's not far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and close enough. It's during the fight. It's during the talk when he's at Shield headquarters. And he's talking to Pierce, and he tells. And this is when they talk about how Nick was a traitor, and that Nick was the one that had hired the pirates, and all this, which is partly true, but not completely. And I, I, I all that is very good. And this is when you get up to the best scene, one of the best scenes, and I think in the MCU, oh, easy the elevator scene. And I forgot how good that scene was. Like, I, I knew it was coming. He gets in the elevator. He's sitting there. And then some more people get in the elevator. And he starts paying attention right away. Like, one guy's sweating. One guy's holding his gun or something. Uh-huh. And he's like, hmm. And then more people get in there. And they're all making stupid. Like, oh, we're going this floor. We're going this floor. And they're talking. And right after the third group of people gets in, the door closes. He's like, so if any, what's the line again, Mike? <laughs> uh, he just, like, kind of sighs. Like, before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Because he, he knows what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, almost the immediately, ten- the guy in front of him turns and swipes at him. It's, oh, it's so good. Yeah, and the tension is really great as it kind of ramps up. And as the audience, we know, okay, here comes his, his bros. Hi, bro. And then some other dudes come in. Okay. <laughs> And some real heavies come in. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> and I love how visceral that, that scene is because there's two threats here. One, there's, of course, the threat of close combat, of extremely close combat, which is something I don't think we've seen yet in an MCU movie. Just crazy combined space. Like, imagine fighting tw- tw- 10 guys in an elevator, right? Like, that's just requires a different level of skill. And plus, they're smashing against the size of this thing. It's glass. Like, it's a glass thing, so I'm always concerned, oh, dang, someone's going to fall out of this thing. Like, <laughs> I was waiting for that. It doesn't happen, but... It's um, not a very big of. space at all. What's that? It's not a big space. No, it's really it's really very cool to see this kind of cl- extremely close combat um, action and fighting. And again, the final scene when he's when he's dispatched all the bad guys and uh, and uh, he kind of it's that overhead shot of everyone just like lying around him. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great overhead shot of everyone lying around him. Door opens and there's like 50 guys with guns facing him. Yeah. So then he just I cuts the cable with his shield and the way he goes. Really good. Like a crossbones is like, I just want you to know, Steve, this isn't personal. And he takes him out. It's like, yeah, kind of feels personal. Yeah. So uh, very good stuff. And then Cap gets on his motorcycle. And oh, right before that, though, is, oh. uh, to to get out of the elevator, because like he hits the the cable and then the emergency brakes kick in. He opens the door and the guys are running at him. So he just jumps out the window. He's like, I was trying to count as he fell. It was at least 10 stories up. Easy. Falls through another glass like divider and just lands on the shields. Oh my God. Sitwell's like, did he seriously just survive that? <laughs> Cause he's saying what everybody else in the movie theater is saying as well. Did he, did he really survive that? I mean, that shield isn't made of cotton. It's the hardest material on the face of the planet. Like that's not how that works. So it was a very cool little moment of the movie agreeing with the audience saying, did he just really do that? Uh, which kind of validates what you just saw and says, yeah, hand wave it. That's fine. And speaking of that vibrating, we got a, a little taste of Winter Soldier's arm earlier when he punches, when they're fighting on the rooftop, he punches Cap's shield and like neither one of them budges. It's like, oh, that's that's vibranium too. Is his arm yeah. vibranium? I'm pretty sure. Like it would have to be. Otherwise it would like, you think it would 
you would think, I think right? You're right you might be right i just can't remember and you i was questioning that's all i don't know if the movie mentions it at all or alludes it to it but it makes yeah. sense because if not then captain america's shield would just lop it off <laughs> just later on <laughs> it's gone so it must be made of something of substance yeah i suspect that's the case plus this is just kind of like looking at i'm just looking at like it's like the fiction in general it's kind of what i was wondering too like yeah. Yeah. It, it would be in there i feel like i have the power of the internet i could click on those talk amongst yourselves fellas <laughs> well we know at the very least when he gets his uh his second arm in a later movie it's vibranium because it comes from wakanda yeah but this one oh. wasn't yeah it's like yeah, yeah where, where would the russians get vibranium uh, especially wakanda? in the in the 40s like the arm yeah. comes later though yeah well, it ought to have been somewhere around there because I don't think we've gotten to that scene yet. But Bucky kind of flashes back to to falling out of the plane or falling off of the train, and Zola dragging him starts experimenting on him. So it would have been sometime around there, I would think. Yeah. Well, I just I just asked the internet, and where the internet? Hey, internet, where'd you go? Uh, what is Bucky's arm uh, in the movie Captain America: Winter Soldier made out of? It's made out of titanium, not adamantanium, which is what huh. Captain America's shield is made of. Vibranium. Well, this has Adam Adam maintaining which which maybe this person. Oh no! Quora. Yeah, no, not in the movie, but yeah, I know what you're talking about now. In, in well, in in Quora, Quora of course is the is the the source of correct uh, information. <laughs> well, Everything so there I, is accurate, but it says thinking, in Avengers in, in Avengers Infinity War, it's made of vibranium, <laughs> courtesy of Wakanda technology and Shuri's scientific mind. So maybe does he? I never saw Black Panther. Legitimately, didn't see it. Not you know, alcohol adled, didn't see it. <laughs> Is, you will be. Does he get a new shield? No. All right. Oh, no. It's the same shield. Well, yeah. God, it's been a long time. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, too. We don't have to get into it now. We'll get but, there. Uh, we'll get there. Yeah, I wonder if they didn't go the adamantium route because that's what everyone associates with Wolverine because that's what his well, claws are. they don't own it. Right. <laughs> so they didn't have a choice. It wasn't like they didn't want to use it. They couldn't use it either way. Oh, that's fair. Because Fox, at this point, still owns a lot of rights to things. Like, Fox oh. actually owns the rights to Urgold, the planet. Some people know what I'm talking about, unfortunately. But they made a deal. But, yeah, so they could never have had Adamantium even if they wanted to. They had to go with something different. Interesting. Okay. All right. It's that's wild. That, that comes yeah. with the X-Men license. Like, Seriously. You can't use this metal. But they yeah, can't use a... the word mutants. Right. That's yeah. true. will be brought up later in the either. episode. Uh, one final thing too on on the elevator slash there's that Bruce Willis and Die Hard moment when you, I swore I thought he was gonna fly his motorcycle through that hell through the uh, hell thing <laughs> through the vert. I was waiting for him like he's gonna he's gonna throw that throw that motorcycle through. We got it. a good story for this one, but, but no, he doesn't. He he leaps over it and like a like bayonetta or something else from a video game without glowy weak points, mind you. He dismantles an entire <laughs> entire ship with his shield and his skills they're ripping things out because clearly he saw the schematics beforehand that was almost stupid but it was still very cool my See, brain I was went, worried yeah i was worried that he was going to jump off the motorcycle take out the thing and then like jump back on it before it had time to fall over yes like, oh, right <laughs> that would have that would have gone over the line that would have literally been, okay this is stupid my brain said one side of my brain said that's stupid my other brain said shut up brain this is fun <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. what when I saw this scene, well, I thought theaters, I loved it, but God, it, 
let's see what year. Let's say 2016 before Age of Ultron came out. And I was watching it at my girlfriend's house at the time with her kid or something. And I remember she and I and she like, how do you do? I'm like, he's Captain America. She's like, you're an idiot. And she wasn't saying it joking way. She was a, she was not a nice person. But I always it always just stuck with me. Like I remember that because I got so excited to see it. Even and I was like, he's Captain America. And she just looked at me like I was a child and told me that. You know, what? <laughs> you know what? Not for nothing. You're allowed to like stupid things. But she was a bad person. Sometimes stupid things are good. You a know, very bad person. So that's all no, it was. That's fair. That's fair. People, you're allowed to like stupid things on occasion. It's it's fine, especially in the apocalyptic hellscape where we currently live in June 2020. Just sometimes just dig something stupid, stare at it and drool and be like, I don't know. It's great. And be done with it. Because sometimes it's all you got. Exactly. Yes. Get your giggles where you can get them. You're not wrong. Anyway, so yeah, he jumps over. He does his Bruce Willis, and um, he escapes. And where do we go from there? Oh, oh they go to is, yeah. Go ahead. This is when you have the Stillwell briefing for a short part, which right. is when Stillwell is. Uh, God, I want, this is when he's with the senator, right? When he goes hail Hydra, or no, that's later. That's later. I don't know. He's, he's, he's basically telling them. He's basically telling Shield monitor everything. Oh, that's what it was. In the world, cell phones, pagers, whatever else, social media. And his name was Stillwell. Is that the guy's name? Stillwell. Stillwell. Okay. I I just called him Baldy. So (laughs) (laughs) so that's how I I reduce people in my notes. Sharon's like, well, if we're going to put out a shield-wide manhunt in Captain America, we at least need to deserve a reason why. And Pierce comes in because he lied to us. Yes. He's been a naughty, naughty boy. (laughs) (laughs) that should have been as funny as it was (laughs) (laughs) just for the what what nat said earlier is where he's a terrible liar so even pierce saw through his his bs right away and this is when this is when the gum pays off because you have uh captain america goes back to the hospital and you know he's wearing a hoodie so you can't tell you captain america (laughs) got the hoodie on and I, I like the scene when he when he shows up there and he goes into into there and he goes he looks at the gum and all the gum's been bought and then right behind him uh Black Widow walks up and she just and she blows in bubbles. <laughs> and she just pops a bubble. And this is so funny. This is a great example of timing. Like the timing of this scene is perfect. It's it's see, shock, turn, pop. Like it is so well timed as a comedy beat. And this is what all the other Marvel movies, maybe other than and Iron Man, but Iron Man didn't really trade in this kind of comedy. This is what this is what you do. This is how you do it. This is the this is the the, the lesson. All right. So take this masterclass of this little scene and do things like this. Set up, paid off. Timing is good. We move on with our lives. Hey Hulk, do this when you're making your jokes. <laughs> Iron Man three, do this when you're making. So it works and like that. And, yeah. and then when he grabs her and pushes her up against the wall because he doesn't trust nobody at this point. Like that right. is that is really good. Where he where he's like you see the anger in him and he's just like watch your words and speak carefully. Like I I really like that part uh, a lot. When we get to see some, Mike, what you mentioned earlier, where Black Widow starts to like unravel or she can't keep her composure. And this is when she says, I just pretend I know all the answers. Yes. Very effective. She's so good in this movie. (laughs) Everyone is. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, everyone is. I just really like Charles Johansson a lot. So I have a weak spot for that. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I love I loved all that, you know, all that stuff going on. And I and I know this is when you have the council activates insight. 
which again is like moving along the plot where you have them finally act they're activating the big the whatever the fuck they are uh the shield the helicarriers that are going to uh, kill everybody like you know it, it, it you know they had to move the plot along so it makes sense yeah because <laughs> pierce is like well fury wanted it delayed but like he's gone now so freaking activate him already yep it works it's all very well done yeah, and also at the at the hospital too, you get a little exposition on who the Winter Soldier is. Um, you there's the big hint. oh yeah yeah there's a big hint in there where Black Widow says he's been assassinating people for fifty years. Yeah. I think she says fifty years. And I again at first I you know I know who I remember that much of the movie. Listen, please, that was a blackout. <laughs> but I I remembered of course the Winter Soldier is Bucky, and I'm like, ooh, that's a really good little like clue. Like if you're paying attention. That's going to be a big clue as to who that is. 50 years. Who could possibly run for 50 years? Yeah. And Cap kind of takes it like basically the, the Winter Soldier is more of a of an ideal that other people have t- like the name that people have taken over throughout the 50 years instead of it all being the same person. Right. Like, right. Oh, so, how he's, so he's a ghost. I would have taken it too. like mm-hmm. it makes sense that you would think it that just the, you know, people who are just working for said individual. That's what they call themselves, not what it actually is. Oh, that's fair. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't think of that. Uh, I mean, that's how my brain would go, and that's how, like, if I didn't know where this movie was going, that's what I would have thought too. But I already yeah. there. So <laughs> after this, we uh, after this we head over to we take a take a trip to the mall. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I love. Okay, this is some classic Black Widow. Like everything about the mall, where you know, again, I like her outfit. And and Bill, you'll like this. I know you probably didn't notice this, but she's wearing a necklace for a symbolize one of your favorite characters. Uh, she's wearing an arrow necklace. <laughs> I, I missed that too. She's wearing a what? She has an arrow necklace. There's a little uh, arrow on her necklace. In the heart of Hawkeye. Oh uh, well, because uh, whatever person, fine. <laughs> it's time for you to leave. <laughs> Be done with this already. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it, I, I I only know it because I have a Easter egg thing pulled up. But yeah, I, it's there. <sighs> All right, fine. Okay. I would I would have been happier if you would set like Hunger Games or something like completely <laughs> random. That would have been fine. It's to honor Crisis Three when you use a bow and arrow. That's why she's wearing it. Okay. Is that better? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. They go to the Apple <laughs> Store. They go to the I, Apple. Okay, I got a question. Maybe one of you two can answer for me. Was that guy, when they're in the Apple store and they plug the flash drive and they're doing their thing, the guy that walks up to him, is he like a famous comedian or something? Or it's a good question. Not that I recognize. I think he's just meant to be some, some random okay. guy. It, just, it felt like somebody, like that's the part where you would pick a famous actor to play a cameo role. I will, I will consult the power of the internet but i find out shortly i love all that they're like we're it's we're, dc we're, pearson dc pearson yeah never heard of him yeah i haven't either he looks okay. familiar like he was in a tv show or something but maybe yeah me. he was he's an actor he's got 75 credits on imdb so he is someone he's, hey, he's, he's a working more, actor good. more credits than the rooster brothers had when they got winter soldiers <laughs> yeah fair it's a <sighs> it's a good scene it's kind of silly this is a little silly in an apple store deciphering a shield algorithm like you have no tools like what are you doing like pulling up I mean, terminal and just knocking away at it like is that what you're doing they fit like people that i could see in an apple store they, they do they, they look like it and I, I like that part where he's like we're just trying to find she's like we're trying to find somewhere to go for a honeymoon he's like new jersey <laughs> it's just funny yeah, all that's funny hey listen this is my home state wait what, what do you want from me <laughs> the, been the beautiful jersey. parts of new jersey so i would visit though yeah, no i, I wouldn't i what are you talking about i wouldn't don't i so, want i do want to visit well, i want to visit virginia because that's where Stu lives and i probably should meet the guy i've been podcasting with someday there you go <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that makes sense i kid new jersey's fine new jersey's perfectly fine um so yeah this is a pretty decent scene 
I, again, liking, it's a little stretching of the imagination. The Apple guy is relatively funny. Apple, of course, is its own cult, Hydra-like cult. So, you know, that, that works very well as You're well. You're not wrong. I used to sell cell phones. You are 100% on the money. I will never own an Apple product, people. Just, you know, <laughs> never happen. I don't, I don't need to be indoctrinated, okay? I have one overlord. His name is Google. That's it. That's all I need. Don't need another one. But yeah, no, it's pretty got pretty good. There is a great scene when they're leaving the mall because as soon as they plug in the drive, boom, they can they can find them. You know, like they can within the, nine minutes. Within nine minutes, Shield can well, triangulate can, their location. I can buy that. Me too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. They they have their eyes and ears on everything, including yeah. Apple stores. So well, something like that, you pop something like that into the system, I completely can buy it that it would pop up very quickly. Oh yeah. And also cuz you know Shield uh, Shield or Hydra rather has has turned on all of the surveillance stuff that they've been building. So and clearly we've established they can surveil everything. Baldy said so. Scan everything. <laughs> so I it makes perfect sense. I'm I'm in with that. The fact they can get there in 9 minutes is a little bit of a stretch, but you know, whatever. Eh, uh, again, it, I, it is fine. DC and I don't think DC's that big. No, DC is pretty relatively small. I mean, if they're in a suburb outside, that's fine. But <clears throat> yeah, that's it's fine. I have no problems with it. And uh, that scene in the mall where they're starting to walk away, and you got the tension, right? Of, of, of the the bad guy, you know, the the shield douches running around, <laughs> the black douches. shirts looking for them. And this is a, an excellent, excellent character building moment. Two spots that that are related. First, she tells him to give her a hug and laugh like they're doing something. Uh You know, just to get his face down so when the guy walks by, he can't see them. And secondly is the kiss. And this might be and I'm trying to not be uh, trying not to be hyperbole about it or hyperbolic about it. This might be one of my favorite kisses in the MCU because it's not good. And it clearly, <laughs> clearly shows, clearly shows they are not a couple. Mm-hmm. They are not an item. They will not be an item. They are a team. They're like a, almost a brother sister relationship or just friends. And because with, after that kiss on the escalator, because people don't like public scenes of affection, which is good. Um, also very true. Very mm-hmm. true. You just kind of look away like, oh, Ooh, you have a private moment in public. I'll just try to make this as private as possible. Uh, it's it's excellent and it's really good. And, and their reaction was nothing but that was weird. Let's not do that again. <laughs> and then she, of course, has that follow up joke a little later on about him. This first kiss in 50 years or whatever yeah. it was. Very funny. Uh, but was, really good. This is good. again, good filmmaking. You're doing two things at once. You don't have a lot of time in movies. You have an action scene that's tense and you build character. That's good. That's that's using your time e- efficiently. That's using a tense moment to also, again, create some character connections. Awesome. Awesome. Speaking of a lot of sugar. I don't know what Steve was worried about. He had a baseball hat on. They want to recognize him. Anyway. <laughs> that's true. He had his, he had his trusty baseball hat. Yes. <laughs> I mean, partly I can buy that because not baseball, but just like in general, <laughs> you can disguise yourself better than people think sometimes if you just change. I mean, women can do it better than, than men can, in my opinion, because it's just natural for a woman to change things. Like when they someone put on makeup, like I know someone that does makeup and she looks a completely different person. And that whole idea where you can really change who you look, what you look like. And I mean, a hat doesn't really buy it, but hey, there are people out there who, yeah. Example, real life example, how this would work. A buddy of mine that I, that was at my, one of my, was at one of my groomsmen at my wedding. He came in, a, came into a store that he knows I work for this company, comes in the store. I'm wearing a mask. I'm like, Hey, how you doing, Corey? And he's like, who, who are you at first? <laughs> and like, I've known the guy for over 10 years and he didn't recognize me. He didn't recognize my voice. So it's like, it can happen. I can buy it. I wasn't wearing a hat. I was just wearing a white mask. And my name tag even said Mike on it. So 
<sighs> you don't listen it's to very good. Yeah, so I can buy it that some people just, if they're not expecting to see you there, they just won't recognize you. Yeah, but what are they expecting? Some uh, Captain America walking around in his uniform with his shield on his back? Like, what are we thinking was going to happen? I'm yeah, but that's fine. Again, 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 <laughs> it's not it's not a big deal at all. It's very fun, very tense. And it's also tense because you think, are they going to have a fight in the middle of a mall? Like, there's lots of opportunity for fun things to happen there. But, of course, it doesn't happen. Uh, and then they head to Jersey. Go up the I, turnpike. I like I have no idea what, you're, what you said exactly, what it means exactly, but I know it means something. It's a local reference. They, they're, in, they're in DC. They would take they would take the 495 belt up to the turnpike, take the turnpike, which is 95, up to some fake Camp Lay, I think they said, or Camp Leah. <laughs> I like this. Like, I like how it ties into the original Captain America movies. Like, hey, I trained here and everything. Like, it, it's very good for that. And I'm very glad they did it. So I and I and I love how the way he figures out he's like this mutation thing should not be here. Like that is also really good too. Mm-hmm. And we, we get to see the the flagpole from Captain America where he pulled out the pin and got the flag and got to ride back with Peggy. And he even has yeah. that little that little moment where he sees ghost little him run up. So like kind of just flashing back to fifty some years ago, whatever. It's, crazy it's 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 well done like and 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 the whole fact that he's like this this is too close like this shouldn't be here and that's what gets him to go look inside of it and then of course you find out it's an old shield barracks and it's, you know hidden area it's so good yeah it's very cool a cool old army base and um again kind of re re uh, cementing for us as the audience that shield was involved from the beginning Right. Um, you know, and they got the old bunker. Neat that he kind of knew the regulation. He's like, that's what <laughs> tipped him on. Like, you know, armaments should not be more than 500 feet from a barracks. This thing is too close. This was not here when I was here 50 years ago. It makes sense, though. Like, somebody like yeah. that would know. And it's kind of proved that he has a very good memory, too. Yeah, yeah, he's that. just a soldier. Soldiers know that stuff. That's what they're drilled on. I mean, I, I totally yeah. buy that. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah when, you are. When he was uh, small cap at the beginning of Captain America, like, <laughs> he, uh, he was so obsessed with the army. He absolutely would have just poured over all the manuals and stuff. And like in the beginning of this movie, when he's talking to Batrock, he like talks to him and he speaks to him in French. It's like he, he knows other languages. Like he would have done anything yep. he could to have gotten into the army. Any advantage you could have. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Or any utility. Yeah, totally. So they head downstairs in the secret elevator to the secret to go down to the I love secret this bunker, joke to the secret elevator Why yeah would you go ahead you can do it yeah a secret elevator and a secret bunker or something. <laughs> very funny and you like the, everything with like when they get down this old computer room and old I mean this computer what from the 70s probably I want to say they look like yeah, 60s 70s yeah maybe right more 60s but I I love this like I, again you have the little reference where Black was like you want to play a game like <laughs> I think the war the war games reference yeah yeah it's an okay movie like, she just assumes that he doesn't understand it of course yeah. he doesn't get there oh no he yeah he does get the reference he's like oh, I think he says I've seen it right yeah he's yeah. like I've seen that movie like this old movies like yeah, i've seen it <laughs> but i like i like her face like her the way that she acts this part and just i don't know I, I love the banter between both of them and especially in when things aren't going bad like everything is kind of exploring and she's just you know being her play, kind of being playful and stuff like i just love that 
I just love Scarlett Johansson. Okay, it's <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's sides of her we haven't seen yet, you know, and, and it's, it's again good character development. They're bonding, especially as they're driving up, you know, the turnpike. They you know just just kind of bonding, you know, because it's not a, there's no stakes right now. We're just on our way to a place. What else do you do that but talk to your your companion? So what you turn on podcast or you turn off the podcast and ignore them completely. That's true. Yeah. You could do that or too. You turn on your own podcast that you record and listen to yourself talk about <laughs> Thor. I mean, <laughs> hey, listen, have you have you seen? me do that like are you looking in my window i did it yesterday i did it yesterday i I picked up my wife from work and i put thor on i'm like i want to hear what we sound like three months ago i don't remember any of this (laughs) i always do it i'm a narcissist like that i don't know i just i don't know well normally i I edit it listen to i'm editing and publish it you know within a short amount of time but with the mcu stuff we record this month in advance (laughs) it's a way different experience I hate the sound of my own voice. I don't know how you guys put up with it. So I try not to listen to it. But I always end up doing it eventually. You have to at least download it once on any device you can get a hold of. That's, like, that's how it works. Yes. Need those numbers. All right. But anyway. So, so this question for you, Bill. Like when they first introduce, when they get the computers and they Armin Zola starts talking, did you, you probably didn't get the reference that they were going for. I mean, I know you knew who he was because you watched the first movie, but it's a reference to his comic character. No, I, I just knew him as, again, the, the German. He has like a joke, too. He's like, I'm not German. I'm Swiss or something like that. Yeah. But he, I, I took him as like the the soul. He was a um, sorry, I was trying to thought. Yeah, I, I understood him as who he was. You know, he was the German guy. And again, I was thinking about the AI, like uploading his entire intelligence into a bank of computers. That felt a little silly to me. But again, I'm enjoying myself so much. And the movie has built up so much goodwill. I, I, I combined, kind of discarded that. But it's a little silly to in up, again, too much of Univac machines or whatever they were called. Tape machines. Um, I thought. Comment- Yes, it's a comic. It's a it's a co- in a comic in the com- yeah. Okay, in the comic, <laughs> he is a face on a robotic body, and all everything is oh. inside. That's what it's a reference to. That's how. Okay, to. see, I didn't. I just assumed yeah, he and I. His, the look of his face on that monitor is chilling, like very creepy and strange. You know, all that green and black. You know, t- computer terminal text. Really, really effective. And as he's kind of expositing what expositing, yeah, as he's doing his exposition <laughs> on um, what this all is, finally kind of telling him the deal of Hydra has been behind it all along and we've been taking over from within and orchestrating assassinations and world events. It's it had a lot of like Metal Gear Solid to me, which, you know, Kojima is a genius, but he's also annoying and he's self-indulgent. <laughs> so uh, whatever. That's my opinion on it. But wrong. he. That's, the, that's that's what it is. But he's uh, it kind of smacked at that, and I was watching. I'm like, okay, I think I'm into this. Like, I wasn't sold with that whole scene because again, I have this robot face telling me with who was a very side character in the previous movie. But it sets it all up, and it sets it up for a very strange moment. Uh, well, I'll let you guys talk about it before they actually explode the entire bunker because <laughs> I don't know. AI told them to. I don't get. I didn't quite catch that. Yeah, this is where we first learn about the algorithm, Zola's algorithm. Yes, that's it. Thank you. Where it could uh, pinpoint any person who might be a threat to Hydra. He mentions, I think he mentioned, does he mention Tony? I know later on when they mentioned Stephen Strange. They mentioned yeah, a lot. Bruce Banner, some valedictorian in Iowa. And Steve's like, well, how could he do that? He says, how could we not? Like between dental re- or doctor records and 
stuff you buy, everything points to whatever. Eventually, they some way they can eventually essentially see the future and pinpoint people who might be a threat to their organization. Yeah, which well, also makes this you know so much like we were saying if we've said multiple times about this episode all about ide- ideology. Right. Yeah, that's what we're that's what we're arguing against. And that's what the the movie is positing. Yeah, you know, is it is it fair? Or is it just to take out people or, you know, yeah, take out people who are likely to commit crimes even though they didn't? And, of course, the moral answer to that is no, that is not <laughs> because people have the opportunity to change and to grow and to – I mean, I imagine if, if I were to still be the same person now as I was when I was 20, that would be a problem. I would grow. You know, that's just – that's what I would hope would happen. Some so people obviously don't. that's the – no, people don't and that's not good. You need to, I, you need, you need to grow. So I could, anyway. I'm thinking I, of someone exactly right now that I know that hasn't changed. I'm I'm sure since she was 20. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Her her loss for life because life's pretty good when when things change and grow for you. I, I don't know. Yeah, this really didn't land for me very well. And again, the movie's built up a lot of goodwill. So I'm I'm still in. I'm still enjoying myself. But I kept you know, thinking, all right, well, you have this AI. Like, how are you? Did you did, did, did the did robot Zoloft give it to Hydra who plugged it into their computers with good Wi-Fi? Because you're in a bunker. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like uh, you don't definitely don't get a good signal down there, and you certainly don't have any Cat Five cables running to those ancient machines. Like, how did you get it there? Too many questions. Um, there's that little USB bridge that was there. I'm like, mm-hmm. how did that work? Like, you, where where'd you plug that into? You know, just these are little needly things that add up to a bit of a question mark for me. But again, some good, a lot of goodwill has been built up. I, I want to see this go to the end, and I decided, you know, my mind just kind of gave it a, another pass and moved on with it but this is a bit that that's crucial that doesn't quite land as well as it ought to have for me okay i i can see where you're coming from it's also very quick like they they, they drop a lot of stuff on you yes. very quickly but I, I love the fact that they they rationalize it where he's like i was just stalling like i thought it was okay with that it wasn't like someone giving you their master plan it was all he's just buying time because they shot a missile at you and he doesn't want you to leave <laughs> like and kill you yeah, and again, like who shot the missile at them? Was it because it was plugged into the to the USB drive? That's how Hydra knew they were there. That, so let's just blow up Zoloff. I mean, he blew himself I up. It. I that's how I took it too. They, the USB drive tipped them off. Because I in my know. opinion, that's yeah. how it would work. Like if you're know. plugging something in of that nature with this much information that that they're trying to kill you for, they're gonna know when you did it. They're not gonna be like, what? What happened? They're just going to know. Or did Zoloff actually know? Um, well, I guess Zoloff wouldn't have fired off the, the missile. I don't think he would have had the ability to. No, I, I think the line is he – well, he just – I think he – I think Pierce sent it. OK. Is the way so. that it's kind of explained. But I, I do love everything about – like the, I, I, I enjoyed this you know plot drop on the on the listener and just the way they do it i mean i'm 100 on board yeah again didn't hate it what, what about you michael uh i think the the less believable part came next when the missile explodes and <laughs> yeah yeah rips open a grate and just throws net in there gets on top of her and holds up the shield and somehow supports all this rubble this yeah, yeah. i agree with you and it's it's funny too did anyone else have um have flashbacks of independence day when they rescued a dog from the fireball by going <laughs> yeah. into a Hildy closet in a tunnel. Yeah, that classic scene. I know what you're talking about, unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah, him him falling ten to twelve stories and landing on the shield, totally fine. Him holding up all this rubble on top of him, 
with the shield. Nah, it starts to to bend my my belief, my disbelief. I I totally agree with you, and it's it's funny because not only is it a bunch of rubble, he's what twenty stories into the ground, which means twenty stories <laughs> of of earth and debris and rocks and cement have now cop toppled the top of him. They wouldn't yeah. have been okay. No, he would not have been okay. Then he just throws it aside. Yeah, it's he actually leaves the shield moving. there too. Because he's carrying that out, and it's not like on his back or anything like he's been throughout the movie. He just leaves his shield there. But he gets it back immediately after this. He has it, so... I didn't catch that. Maybe oh, is that a, a conti- is that a continuity thing? Maybe he just went no. back for it. He dropped yeah, he her off of the truck and went back. It's just like in in Hulk, where there's a part where he has the hat on, the hat's gone, the hat's back on, or something. I mean, you know, yeah, that's a con- that's a continuity issue. Oh, yeah, okay. I, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't huh. catch it. But then I was drinking four beers during this movie. So, hey, look at you! You want to have my experience? See that? See, we traded spaces. I didn't drink anything, so this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, so I, why. I was like, I'm not, yeah. But, uh, I was drinking okay. Michelob Golden Lights. They weren't they weren't that strong a beer. Not like I was drinking like hard ciders. That then I would have been a different story. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we, uh, oh my God, yeah. I, this is when you get the Redford house or Pierce's yeah, house. Uh, but this is a good fucking scene. Like this is a very field. good spy scene. He's coming there. He's drinking his milk and he's talking to somebody. You don't see who he's talking to right away, but then you you do see it's the Winter Soldier. And I mean, at first you might think the Winter Soldier is there to kill him, and you realize very quickly the Winter Soldier works for Robert Redford's character and I love that he's just sitting there you have the the maid like okay I gotta go bye and you know again you get more plot dump he's like hey you gotta kill these two people and I love when the maid walks back in he's like I wish you would have knocked. <laughs> it is so, and he just he just shoots her a couple times. But it is such a powerful scene, and this is when you know a hundred percent he is the villain of the movie. Except yeah, you already he, knew. Yeah, yeah I think even at the top yeah. of this scene, you're supposed to think that yeah, Winter Soldier is there for him because I did. He sees him and he just stares at him. It's just a quiet few seconds, and the maid's talking to him and he's talking back, and then it's like, hey, you want some milk? It's like trying to be all buddy buddy with this guy, and then like. Yeah, what, we got two targets for you. You need to go kill him. It's like, holy crap. It's, I remember it hit me when I first saw it in theaters. I did not see that coming. And he's so matter of fact about, about killing his, his housekeeper. It, that's pretty chilling. Mm-hmm. Again, shows us that he's, this is no big deal. Like he has no qualms about taking out whoever is in his way. So, yeah, it's a good scene. It, it works. And this is also when you have, what did I, okay. And then also, because now Cap and Black Widow don't know where to go. They just got the freaking bunker got blown up. And assuming their car must be safe because they end up and they end up at Falcon's house in D.C., which I don't know much about that East Coast, but D.C. and wherever they are in New Jersey, I'm assuming you're not close. Yeah, it depends on where they are. I don't I don't know. I was actually looking up Camp Lehigh, which I think is the camp that it was there. And the real ones in Virginia, but they said it was in Jersey. I mean, if you assume it's in South Jersey, they're probably two hours away. Yeah, yeah. there's probably there's probably oh, no, a cutscene no, of them yeah. like holding out their hand and someone puts a dollar in it and they're like, hey, I can do this to, <laughs> I was trying to get not to, to go York. there. <laughs> uh, I was thinking it, but I was trying off. not to go there. <laughs> no, they actually just went there and they actually got in their car and they went like human beings, <laughs> you know, like like capable people. Now, yeah, I mean, it takes you four hours to get from New York to D.C. So you figure South Jersey's like, you know, two hours right in the middle, basically. So I figure maybe two hours. So it's not outlandish to get there. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. night when they're in the bunker, and then it's daytime when they get the the Falcon cells. So that, that tracks. Yeah, no, it, it made more it made more sense than Hulk. I wasn't as questioning. <laughs> like I was. 
still that, that part you know they gotta they gotta stop for you know stop for gas maybe get a bagel for breakfast you know something good i mean you know, it makes sense in jersey might as well <laughs> is jersey famous for bagels or something yeah i was just gonna ask that too yeah 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 jersey in new york yeah, bagels are i i not to get too off point i am snobby about very few foodstuffs i am very snobby about bagels extremely <laughs> if you ever see me with an einstein's bagel that's captain america in disguise because there's no way you would see me with some <laughs> mass-produced bagel in my hand damn it so yes that is a that is a jersey thing <laughs> okay course. we learned something new mike that we didn't know okay you want a bagel go to jersey that's it i might go make a bagel right after this because I, I should eat something but it won't be from jersey i promise you that that's okay it'll be i'm not sure it's market pantry i think it is but okay uh, <laughs> so like i i like the part when they're when they're at falcon's house and you have widow and cap talking like they again more character building and you get you keep i think she makes comment how you saved my life a couple times or something but i you you see you really see her being so much more open and so much more you know the, gu- the walls aren't up the guards aren't up she's much more real and vulnerable and she does such a good job acting with this and I, I do love it when they're when they're telling Falcon what they're going to do and he puts down his resume and he's like, I want to join, too. And I, I love that. So cool. Yeah. And he's like, well, my my suit is in this base. And they're like, yeah, no problem. I mean, that's it. There's no actual scene. He just he just has it. But it, it's it works like they didn't need to do that scene to show yeah. and break in and get it. Or Natalie's like, so what you guys use stealth shoots? It's like, yeah, something like that. And throws on the picture. We don't see it. Cap's like, I thought you said you're a pilot. He's like, I never said anything about a plane. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, you, I never said I was a pilot. Yeah. Oh, man. So cool. It's still good. Yeah. And it's also doing a great job. Again, there's there's a really great line when, uh, when Cap and Black Widow are talking where you know, Caps, she's upset because Hydra's been kind of pulling the strings the entire time. She's always wanted to do something good because she's done so much bad in her life. And she realizes inadvertently she's been working for the wrong team. And I like the line where she says, would you trust me with your life or something along those lines? Uh-huh. And Cap says, I would now. And yes. that's which means it tells me so much about how they've grown as a as a pair and, and as a team and how she's kind of proven himself, proven herself to him. Very effective. And again, that's really the cement. And then, of course, Sam offers a help and they head off to Fort Meade. Is that right? I don't remember. I wasn't paying enough attention. <laughs> well, this, I, no, they I, go again, for the senator. They go to find you. Sitwell because they yeah. need. Oh, no. Yeah, they go and get the suit that you don't see. And then right. you see them trying to get sit well this is when you have the senator shows up uh what guy what the guy's actor's name gary gary shandling gary shandling all right he's dead right didn't he pass away at this point yeah it was uh two years ago something like that i know he mentioned iron man too but that was that was a long time ago yeah who knows but yeah it's uh you go off to uh off to the fort to find um yeah to find the senator and that's that you're right and that's when gary uh the senator's with uh with baldy (laughs) <laughs> and of course, and that's when he gives the Hail Hydra kind of Hail Hydra signal. Yeah, it's a good scene. He, he whispers in his ear, Hail Hydra. This is actually wonderful because that's when um, Sam calls from across the street and, hey, let's <laughs> take a ride. And the next thing you see is Captain America and um, and again, Black Widow kind of holding him by the holding him by the ledge. And there's a what they kick him off. It's so sudden and surprising. And then the next moment is is Scarlett Johansson saying something like, yeah, yeah. So how about Sharon or whatever her name is in legal? You know, yeah. Oh, she's the, the nose ring. And he's like, I'm not ready. Yeah, and then, I'm not boom, ready for that. Falcon, Falcon <laughs> also, comes up and grabs him. And that's such a great introduction to Falcon as well. Just very, very cool and cinematic. Oh, yeah, the first time you see him. Yep, yeah. it's the first time you see him with the suit. 
Yeah. And, the, uh, and another scene that happens right around there that I I have to mention is, so, well, you won't throw me off the roof. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're right. I won't. But she will. And she just kicks him. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. She's the one who kicks him off because Cap's not going to do that. Yeah. yeah very... I love that he knows. He's like, you ain't going to do this. You're right. And then Baldy just starts blabbing, spilling yeah. all the beans, just babbling about all the stuff, the bad things they do, and uh, they get the they get the dirt. Uh, for those that don't know, well, Sitwell is also in Avengers, and I think he's in he's also in that little one of the stupid shorts we talked about. Like, I think he might be in Shield too, but I don't remember because I don't watch Shield. But he he's, he's been around off and on throughout he's the not around for much longer. <laughs> no. And one thing I forgot to bring up earlier when we were doing this episode is the one during the chase with Nick Fury, there's a Pence truck that hits a car that helps Nick Fury get out. And there was a rumor going around for a long time that that was supposedly the Punisher driving that truck. I don't think it never really I don't think it ever paid it, you know, panned out or ever became anything. But that was a rumor for a long time. I just want to. I mean, I'm pretty sure it it wasn't true, but it was something that people were saying. It was this is long before they had him in the Netflix show, but they were teasing that he was that was his appearance in 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 the MCU. Yeah, I love fan theories like oh Peter Parker's the kid in Iron Man too. That that still annoys me. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it in the episode. Yeah, that's canon now though. Yep, thanks to Tom Holland. I reject this. I reject it wholeheartedly. (laughs) <laughs> oh man. Uh, so and I and again you get more Hydra plot to more, you know, what their whole plan was that we, we kind of went over it a lot of times at this point throughout the throughout this episode. And the next scene is when the movie starts going balls of the wall. I mean it starts getting crazy, but good crazy. And you have him in the car. And I, I love this. They're in the car, he's talking, and then Winter Soldier just jumps on their car and just pulls Sitwell and throws him in front yeah. of the truck. That's the end yeah. of him. He's just gone. It's like holy shit, that was brutal. Yeah, he yeah, super brilliant. Does he throw him into a moving vehicle like a moving yeah, truck like or a something? Semi truck and oncoming traffic. There's no question he's not there anymore. I it's <laughs> I, I have like whenever he, uh, he's on the on the screen, I get a lot of Hulk vibes because he just takes giant chunks out of things with his super arm and very very cool and very effective. Like he rips the steering wheel <laughs> right out. <from laughs> he rips the steering wheel. Now you can't steer. It's uh yeah, very effective. And this is a long battle scene. Like this is this is a good again for movie for movie time, like a five minute scene with stages. Yeah, it goes right. Yeah, it goes for a while. Like you have them in the car, you have the car, like you said, the steering wheel ripped out, they get tossed out of the car, like it just keeps going. Yeah, and may like I say that. there's a lot may I say there's a lot of Chevys in this. So my <laughs> wife even said she's like sponsored by Chevy. And I'm like oh. It's actually funny. I was watching this on Disney Plus and I had it paused at one point and it brings up like the little disclaimers and one of them was this program contains product placement. Like, well, ah! That's new. <laughs> wow. All right. There we go. See? Chevy. Drive one today. I like okay. the part where uh Cap and Nat like break off the the car door and they're like sliding on it. Yes. Oh, it's so cool. Yep. Yes. Again, it is. Using, using your environment, using the things at your disposal. Yeah. Very cool. It, it's and this is also like you were talking about before, like with Winter Soldier, he keeps getting handed things. So I think this when he gets handed a grenade launcher. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's handed a, a machine gun and a grenade launcher because it, it starts to kind of split up. Falcon has no suit, so he really can't do anything but shoot at the at the other at the other bad guys. But you have Widow ends up going toe to toe with Winter Soldier, and it is it is good. Like it is a fun just watching them everything kind of going around. I think Widow gets shot. Like she gets shot at one point, but the part that I really like is where she he's hunting her. Uh-huh. And then she puts a recording down by a car, and he thinks he's there. If she's going there, and it, and he blows up the car, and she's not there. 
<laughs> he just tosses out that little grenade yeah. ball. That thing is cool. Yep. It is. It is, it is awesome. And again, just and then when she gets shot, like that whole everything goes on with her. It's like you really see her like she's dying. Like she gets close uh-huh. to it. And it, it, it is so cool. Does she, she like get up. shot once? Does she, she, does she get shot once or three times? I can't remember. Once, uh, I yeah, she gets shot in the shoulder. I think. Yeah, I just think that's shoulder. it. It's, okay. it's Captain America shot multiple times later. Right. But yeah, she just gets shot once. She tosses out the little electro disc on his arm to, to kind of render it useless for yeah, temporarily. Sort of, yeah, kind of the EMP it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I really forgot how cool she is in this movie before we watched it t- for this for this you know past week. As a and character in, whose hair changes in every movie, I think this is her best hairstyle. In this same. <laughs> oh, never noticed. I have. Apparently, both me and Mike have. <laughs> I've I've commented on it before multiple times, not on this podcast, but in general, like her hair does change every single movie. It's curly the first time you see it. Short hair in Avengers, long hair here, um, long again, but not curly. And it's more curly than this one, but less curly than Iron Man two in Civil War. I can't remember Age of Ultron because I forgot that movie exists. And then she's blonde in Infinity War. I cool. Attention to All right. Hey, listen, that's fine. You know, you you said multiple times you're a Scarlett Johansson fan. It's okay. I really am. Good. That's cool. I, yeah, I think she's fantastic as well. I just never noticed her hairstyles. I well, no. Oh, it's all right. Hey, listen. That, nope, that's fine. I uh, yeah, this is really great. The whole lengthy scene. Again, I'm not a big fan of him just walking around with a grenade, la- grenade launcher. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's I again, I prefer it more when he's using his abilities as opposed to just firing military weapons. He, I also notice too that the agents, uh, the the bad guy, shield guys, and all the soldiers, they just fire just multiple rounds of bullets. They don't have any skills, evidently. Like no one's aiming and firing. They're just going like they're just mowing down. They that that's how they fire guns in shield. They just hold the trigger and let the gun do the rest. That just kind of weirds me. Just annoys me a bit. Like there's no like individual gunshots um clearly i'm the only one on that yeah well they're 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 hydra now so they have less concern for for other people well also i guess they don't care about rationing their ammunition i guess this is like well, they had a lot <laughs> yeah i guess this isn't resident evil you know so or yeah i just I know. you know when when uh when yeah when he's utilizing you know the armaments i'm not as into it but it's definitely when he's hand-to-hand um combat is very good oh yeah the the cap and winter soldier fight happens at this point too it's great and like you said this is all hand-to-hand fight you see that knife just keeps switching hands as bucky's trying to stab him it is so fucking good and when the mask comes off and he sees that it's bucky he's like bucky so damn good and it kills him and th- th- what's really cool about that too and, and i'm not sure maybe it was just my brain playing tricks it seemed like a lot of those a lot of the moments in those fights and early on too um it seemed like it was shot with like a higher frame rate because they they get super smooth for maybe a couple seconds and it goes back to a standard you know 24 frames um and i wonder if that was intentional because that way you can really see the action and really see the blows landing in a very quick and visceral way. Um, there's one scene in particular, and I'm not going to describe it well, where I could swear to you, I was like, oh, wow, they, I think they shot that in, in, again, a higher frames per second or higher speed camera because that that looks different than the rest of the look of the film. So, yeah. I didn't catch that, but then again, yeah. I'm not I'm not much of a movie buff like that. Like, I wouldn't, I don't know the difference. Yeah, stuff. it just seemed like it, uh, yeah, I, again, it could be wrong and someone can yell at no, me no, in the car for being wrong. 
you're more educated than both. I think me and Mike are when it comes to that yeah. kind of stuff. I definitely don't have an eye for that kind of stuff. Yeah, just just seemed like a, a thing to me. I might have been saying it wrong, but yeah, mm. it, it reminded me to a lot of the uh, again, it was early 2000s, like when the Born Identity um, and the Paul Greengrass fight scene style was was big. Obviously, this is 2014, so this is not a thing anymore. Uh, but that was a big deal where all the film, all the fight scenes were recorded with like handheld cameras. So it felt like you were actually there. But the big problem was you didn't you had no feel for the action. You didn't know where anyone else anyone was in relation to anybody else, where they were in space. So where they were in relation to like bookshelves and desks. So if you watched The Born Identity and the second one too, um, whatever the second one is. The Born Conspiracy? No, that's supremacy. supremacy. Supremacy, that's it. All the fights in there are shot with like handheld cameras because um, that's Paul Greengrass's style. And again, it's very frenetic, but the camera's constantly shaking and moving. And you never notice it until you, I tell you to notice it, and then you'll notice it for the rest of your life. Um, it just felt like that for like a couple seconds, and it was very good because, again, it was a, a two-shot of, of Winter Soldier just laying into Captain, him blocking. And again, it was very fast and visceral. You could see exactly what's happening. Um, it was, if it wasn't, it was slower. You probably wouldn't be able to tell, you know, the the effect of the action. Um, it's a very good scene, though. It's good, just good. Again, uh, lots of big physical action, and uh, it takes a while too. It's a long, relatively long uh, bout until we get the Bucky reveal, and it just breaks uh, Captain America's brain. Yeah. <laughs> and he just stops and that's really why does he, though that's when the balance of the soldiers move in which of course he could dispatch with one spinning disc but he's just just shot i mean there are a lot of soldiers that show up though they are they are now i don't think they had much of a shot and widow and falcon would not have been okay so no they widow's not. not okay at this point because she's already shot i i did like the team when they get arrested and that you have that part where one of the guy one of the hydra agents has the gun pointed to captain america and, and crossbones like not now not now. And right. I didn't catch this my first time around, but when, when they're in the truck and they're traveling and they and after Maria Hill shows up and you realize that she's in the car with them when she rescues them and then when they and they get under that tunnel and they stop the trucks and they get out and Crossbones like, okay, start digging three holes. It didn't occur to me back back when I first saw this movie or any other time I've seen this movie, they were gonna kill them right then and there and bury them. Sure. Like, no question. They were because it that's one problem. Movies, a lot of times, you'll, movies will not like. Oh, we're going to keep the character alive just because, so they can, you know, ruin us and win the movie later. I mean, they had no plan to keep these guys alive. Like, we're done. Get rid of them right now, quietly, and bury them. So I like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we uh, we didn't mention the hill showed up when Nick was in the surgery after he had been shot earlier. Yeah, this is actually the second time we've seen her. Eh, she's all a good I character. Can, all I can hear, all I can see is Robin. Yep, Robin Sparkles. That's all I see every time I see her. I, I like her a lot. Colby Storms, I like her, but all I see. I will never not see that. So that's not her fault that she did 10 seasons of that show. Yeah. Oh, God. It's a good show. So, till, till the end. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was till then. Oh, I got to get back on track here. <laughs> Okay, and it just—it's it, good though. Like I, I like the rescue, and I like when this is also when she brings him to the cave, and you find out that Fury is still alive, and the doctor that grabs Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, Black Widow, and is re- and it, that's one of the directors, one of the Russo brothers. Yes, I saw I, that on IMDb yeah. that it was Joe Russo. I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally missed that. Yep, yep, I looked that up too. Just curious. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, he's one of the uh, the doc- Doctor Fine as he's credited in the film. Yeah, that's neat. I like when directors kind of stick themselves in there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it, too. Especially when it's minor roles like that, where you're just in you're just in a very small part of the movie. I, the, the, sorry, and the explanation for Fury staying alive because they realized he's alive. Yay. 
Of course he is. I mean, I know he is because he's been in a bunch of other movies. But <laughs> at the time, I mean, at the time, I'm sure I, I'm sure I thought, wow, he's he's gonna be dead and comes back to life. He uh, took uh, took some sort of toxin that slows his heart to one beat a minute, which I'm like, I don't think that would medically help. Like, I don't, I don't think your blood can just sit through your circulatory system for like 30, 59 seconds and all of a sudden, boom. Good again. But again, comic book movie. It's fine. We got to keep him around. It's pretty great. And it's yeah. good to have him back. Okay. It, it, it didn't bother. Like, it, it worked for me. Like, I mean, again, I knew he wasn't going to die because I've seen, you know, like you said, we've seen the other movies. Mm. I like that line, though, of they're trying to rush Blackwood to the operating. The guy's like, uh, she's going to want to see him first. And they all kind of look at each other like, him who? <laughs> and see Fury sitting in the, the bed. Yeah, so. that's good. It's a very good scene. It still holds up very well. And then on the other side of the, uh, on the villainous side of the hospital, we have Bucky getting repaired. Um, that's when Pierce comes to visit him and wanting the report. And you can clearly see Bucky is shaken by seeing Cap. He knows yes. him, but he doesn't know why he knows him. He's conflicted with all the all the, the, the stuff that's been done to him by Zoloff back in, back in the 60s. I thought of was, you immediately during this part because what? like when when they're electric when they when they have him in there and they and because they're fixing his arm and they lock him down before they start electrocuting him i went Ugh, and i'm like i thought of bill immediately when they start electrocuting me start screaming i, I mean I, I did not start clapping for that i was like oh that's that's it's not body stuff. horror it's not somebody no. being, you know but it reminded me of you no no tentacles came out of his eyes or anything but it was it was it was cool it's effective definitely looked painful um yeah, we're going to try to zap this dude. And clearly now as an audience, you're feeling some empathy for this guy who's been forced into this life of uh, wanton killing. Um, so like, now he's not as villainous as you would initially expect. He's still the bad guy who needs to go, but he's he's got some depth now, which is very oh, good. And Easter egg I just read that from earlier, but I want to bring it up before I forget again. That guy in the Apple store was apparently someone that, that appeared a lot on the community show. Okay. That's they why he, they okay. brought him on to the community. Okay. Never seen that. Oh, I was wrong. I see. Okay. So the thing I said about Arrested Development, I'm dumb. They they did a few episodes of Arrested Development. They did a ton of community. Uh, they okay. wrote 34 episodes of community. That's the one I was thinking of. So that's probably where they knew him. Okay. Got it. All right. That makes cool, sense. Cool. Okay. So, but yeah, that, that scene is interesting. And, and it, like you said, it does really show that, you know, he's human in a way. And it, it starts to, you know, that he's really not in control of what's happening. He's just uh, a puppet for these people. I mean, they go way more in Civil War about this, but it, it's cool because it, it shows that he's just not a bad person. He's just being manipulated and used and it's out of his control. Uh-huh. Like they've clearly messed with his memory more than once because they hold out that math mouth guard and he just goes through the motions like he knows what's coming. Yeah. Ugh, gross. I, I did not like that part at all. I mean, not a bad part. I just don't like stuff like that. Uh-huh. I don't like body horror at all. So any type of that stuff, I can't do it. And this is also when you find like they try to start to put together the plan to bring down these helicarriers. And when they show them, they have these little chips they got to insert in the helicarriers and all that. And they kind of, you know, moving the plot along. But I really like the Bucky flashback when he keeps Cap can't stop thinking about Bucky. And it shows you the whole thing of where, you know, his mother had passed and he was going home and Bucky got in the key like that was that. I mean, Steve, Steve Rogers, his face looked off in this one, like the hair, something was wrong. 
<laughs> it didn't look like it should have, like it did in the first Captain America movie, and it bothered me. But it was a good scene. I didn't catch any Uncanny Valley. I actually looked for it, and I was like, okay, this is mini-cap. I did feel that one. there's one moment uh, towards the end when Bucky kind of puts his hand on Captain America's shoulder, and it's you're looking at, at Bucky's face and his arm extended on Captain's shoulder, and how much so much bigger he looked. <laughs> like, he looked yeah. exaggeratingly big compared to Captain America's size. Again, it's really hard to get the height right, like consistent if you're doing those film tricks. So it's interesting. But other than it that, it was... It didn't it was, work for me like it did in the first movie, but it's just a small scene. So yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Of it. And, uh, surprise, surprise, you, you found issues with someone's face. I didn't... I, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We all saw it. <laughs> yeah. well, I was waiting for you to say, Michael. I didn't... I was, I was going to let it go. I brought up the Hulk one. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, I thought you were going to swing at that pitch. All right. Well, good. I'm glad oh. I did. <laughs> and then this is also when you have Cap ends up going back to that World War II memorial and steals his uniform. This is when you get your, of course, you know, your obligated Stan Lee cameo. This is a better one, though. This one's funny. He goes in there, he's like, oh, I'm going to get fired. Yeah. He's the suit is missing. Good. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. I'm so getting fired. It's very good. It's good. It, it yeah. really was. Some are bad. So it's the early, I've forgotten, some of these early Stan Lee cameos are really bad. Yeah, at least he's not a creepy old man at a at a regional beauty pageant ogling, you know, <sighs> bikini babes. God, that sucked. Now I just had that brain. Oh, stinks. This is good, though. It's cute. It's cute little fun aside. He gets to say his line. It's just him. You know, he's not surrounded by famous people. It's good. And this, and then when they one thing i didn't catch like when the, when you have when you have cap falcon infiltrate the shield headquarters and you have like the guy that opens the door for them is apparently another uh, community uh, community alumni i didn't recognize him of course i've never seen the show but that's where he's from yeah not there that part. all right all right neat so if you like community there's a couple of cameos you'll totally get yeah which I mean, again, meant nothing to me, but yeah, yeah. But I think <laughs> do we now. So we're about to now have the final approach to finally take down the heli carriers. We did we talk about just what they need to do because we had that information dumped very before. briefly. I mentioned the three the chips. Okay, they it. got the chips. All right, then. Okay, I wasn't. I was. Sp- I was spacing out again. Probably looking they're, up uh, directors and cameos. They're <laughs> to overwrite the targets that the the heli carriers are supposed to lock onto. Perfect. Did he ever explain how he got them? Well, I guess I guess he could because he's got the fail safe because they kind of helped build them. So, yeah, I guess so. It's, it's just scary. Yeah, there. that's how they explain it. OK, I'm happy with that. They don't really go into it. But I do like that part when they get into the building, he hijacks the radio and you have him give this whole <laughs> speech. I, I like that a lot. That was that was awesome. I just like Captain America, too. It's <laughs> no, it's movie cliche, you know, but I think in this instance, it does work. It you know, he's a character, too. Yes, it does. He would be that guy who does a heroic speech, letting everyone know, hey, this is the story. You can follow me or be against me. What side are you going to choose? And those again, those kind of things sometimes scream to me as as movie stuff, you know, movie, movie scripty things. But this time, like you said, it's it's earned. Captain America would do that. And it gives uh, Falcon a great opportunity to go. Did, did you write that beforehand? <laughs> Which, again, is like that's a surrogate for the audience saying, you know, f- for people like me who are thinking that, you know, like, oh, yeah, see, OK, so the, the writers are aware. They know that can be read as that. So cool. Thank you for validating. My but it was thought. a joke that worked. I wasn't yeah. irritated with the joke. Oh, I laughed at the joke. I didn't laugh at the joke, you know, back in 2012 and see the movie again. You know, oh, that's stupid. Like it didn't have that effect. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Uh, I, get, I get more and more nervous for Age of Ultron as we get closer to it. It ain't gonna be pretty, sir. Oh man. 
because that is not a good movie. So it ain't gonna be pretty. <laughs> we'll see. We're not so, far and, from it. No, we're two away. And one away, actually. But this is also when you have S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra start fighting each other, too. Like, I, I like this scene when they're trying to launch the helicarriers, and the guy's like, I don't think I want to do that. And all of a sudden, they just start opening fire on each other. Like, it is. It's badass to me. Yeah, that meek little computer guy. He's like, Crossbones is like, launch the helicarriers. Like, I, I can't do that. Captain's orders. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. People are loyal to Captain America, even even yeah. in the face of a certain death. Well, they're they're loyal to the ideal of S.H.I.E.L.D. And when they figure out that they're working for Hydra, they figure out what they're doing, the real purpose of it. You know, they're standing again, like we've, we've said, you know, for this ideal. And they're against the suppression of people. Another thing, too, about that that just came to brain is, you know, with all these people. Brain. who, Yeah. All these people who um, who you know, have been can just now learning about the Hydra thing and what the real goal is. They may be thinking, am I a target? Like, did I do bad enough things in life where I might be might have the red dot on my head? Uh, but I think this reads as just kind of doing the right thing because you're right. These people are here for shield. They 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 are here under the guise of doing the right thing. They find out they aren't. I like I just love that giant Mexican standoff. And <laughs> it's, you know, because usually Mexican standoff, three people. This is like 30 with guns <laughs> trained on each other. And unlike a Mexican standoff, which is usually dissuaded or usually, you know, something usually stops it. It all goes. It, 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 everyone starts shooting, just blowing each other away. Very fun. Very frenetic. Um, you, I don't know who's shooting who. My only issue with it is I just see bullets and glass and people diving. Uh-huh. I, again, it's clear that the guy it's just so fast and frenetic. I, I lost track of the of who was shooting who at times. But again, it doesn't really matter too much overall. Yeah, it, it's a, it works like it. it cause this scene bounces back and forth throughout the rest of the movie where they're constantly just fighting each other. And you see and you're seeing things happen. Like it, yeah. it doesn't stop. Yeah, there's three parts to it. And I kind of has how I framed it. There's uh, Pierce mm-hmm. in the council with Black Widow. So oh, yeah. that, there's that whole thing going on. And then you have, of course, Captain and Falcon taking down the, the telecarriers. Falcon takes that. Falcon gets one. Then Captain gets the other. That's good. Get those out of the way. Those are disabled. No problem at all. And then Falcon ends up getting uh, taken out by Winter Soldier who then has to then take out Captain. He rips off his wing. Uh-huh. So good. Uh, it's, that's just heartbreaking because now that character's done, like you're okay. Yeah, well, the end of his, that's the end of his role in this movie. <laughs> almost the end of his role in this Basically. movie. Basically. Yeah, yeah, it's it one is. other important thing, but yeah. So fucking good. Like, and everything's happening in this. Like you have, at their boarding, they're doing that thing. And then you had mentioned with like Black Widow and the console. Like you don't know she's disguised as one of the console people. And she they all put on this badge and it's like one part in this movie when they go upstairs and Pierce is going to kill them all or something. And then they, she pulls out a gun and takes out the guards and take, you know, pretty much almost takes out Pierce. And I love, he keeps looking at his phone. Like during that whole scene, he keeps looking at his phone. You keep seeing him looking at his phone and finally they're not paying attention. He grabs his phone. He starts to electrocute. He starts just killing the other council members, except for widow. Cause he needs her alive to use her as a bargaining chip. So Nick Fury doesn't just shoot him in the face. Right. And I, I love that because it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to keep you alive because the movie says so. And I'm going to keep you alive because it keeps me alive. So it it fit the character, fit the moment. And I was like, yes, thank you. You didn't just take the cheap way out of this movie. Right. No, very effective. Again, the subterfuge from Black Widow showing showing eh, showing kind of who she used to be as far as that spy, you know, being tricky and all that sort of thing. It's very, very effective. That whole thing. And again, it's a lot of just kind of action. <sighs> Well, actually, well, also the Pierce stuff is kind of the break. And they actually do that stuff very well because between a lot of the action of Captain America and Falcon taking on the helicarriers, they – and Winter Soldier. They cut back into 
her in this very still room with these senators and with these politicians and with Pierce. It's a very good break. It's got a flow. It has a rhythm to it. And um, that flow and rhythm makes for a very effective final battle. I would say more effective than the Avengers because Avengers just not stop. The Avengers just doesn't stop. The only time it really stops is when, as we talked about, when Captain America goes into the library. As the only time that whole sequence stops. This is definitely has yeah. more of a flow to it. And um, it's an important part because, again, you get a lot of that, you know, Pierce's ideals. Right. And you have the counter. So, again, what's great about this is you have your stakes are constantly ratcheting. They ratchet to the absolute nth degree, as we will see in, in a few minutes, yeah. because you because you have that countdown. If this, if this thing takes off, it goes to 3000 feet It then connect to the satellites, satellites connect to it and boom, away we go. So you have that running counter, which is always good for tension. And you have the tension of now Captain America and Bucky fighting and you have Falcon is already kind of on his ass and almost out of the commission. So um, I think we just, yeah. Any, any other thoughts about the, about that, the big battles going on Couple before we things. get to Bucky and I mean, Cap. one is they let every character do something. Black Widow, Falcon, Cap, they all get moments in this fight. I mean, Cap gets the most, but it is his movie. And one thing I do want to bring up is like, there's a part when the way that Winter Soldier gets up to the to the helicarriers that Cap's at, is there, there's a part you see these guys were not like, we're Cap's only air support! And they all get murdered within five seconds of saying mm-hmm. that line. Yes. I was like, oh! <laughs> and then he jumped and he uses he uses their air support to go up and fight Cap. And it was just it was to me it's all like oh that is kind of funny and, and terrible at the same time. Like I liked it. Bust out another grenade launcher. Hey, listen, <laughs> you have an endless supply. You put in the cheat code. You have <laughs> as many as you want. And that uh, and that scene when Pierce does like kill the console and like we, we I was bringing it up earlier, but like Black Widow, you know he has. They, I mean Nick Fury drops his gun because he doesn't want to kill Black Widow, and Black Widow electrocutes herself to disa- to disable the the device. On her, on her, by her heart, like that was awesome. And then, and then he just shit. He's like, okay, he knocks out Pierce or shoots Pierce, or whatever he does, because the fear is no longer there anymore. Because Pierce is now, you know, he he took away his trump card. Uh-huh. That was cool. Good shoot stuff. the hostage. If speed taught us anything, it's to shoot the hostage. She takes herself out of the equation. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know that movie made me terrified of elevators for a long time. I still <laughs> uh, don't like elevators. Yeah, I don't blame I still, you. I don't like to get into them or buses. <laughs> buses. I'm, I'm okay with buses. Yeah. The chance of a bus doing that is less likely to me in my world than an elevator, even though that's just in my brain. But okay. And like when you have Falcon versus fighting crossbones or Rock Grumble or whatever the hell fuck his name is in this movie, I mean, it's okay. Like I, I like it that they give Falcon a fight and they and then you have like the building being tore down after the helicarriers are dropping. Like that was awesome when you see him running to get out of the building. Yeah, it's cool. fucking awesome. He's like, I'm on the 41st floor, and and the helicopter's not where it is. And then he's like, I'm on the 40. I said the 41st. He's like, they don't got numbers on the outside of the building. <laughs> it's stupid. That. that is pro- well, that is probably the stupidest part of the movie, though, in my opinion. Uh, is that scene? He jumps out of the window, fine, and then Nick Fury turns the helicopter 90 degrees to catch him <laughs> in the in the little door. Well, if he That's jumped not- into the blades, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been very well. It wouldn't well, work no, out very but, good. But I mean. It's still stupid. Like you don't do that. <laughs> like you can't. You can't do that so quickly. Just whoosh, like a like a child with a, with a with a toy in his hand, turning it sideways. I, that one, I was like, I am not with you, movie. You you pushed my limits. You pushed them. I I got you. Captain America can take down an entire vert with his shield in his hands. Fine. All right. Guy jumping helicopter. Yeah, Nick Fury can survive with one beat a minute in his bloodstream. 
fine. You cannot tell me someone <laughs> can tilt a, a helicopter on its side and catch someone. That's nonsense. And him just be fine. Like, oh, that was great. Good. Thanks, guys, for grabbing me. It's anyway. still more believable than Crossbones surviving that cave-in. Yeah, I guess Crossbones, yeah, again, that was because, again, my wife was like, oh, thank God he's dead. Oh, thank God. And then <laughs> find out in 10 minutes, nope, he's fine. What? Yeah. She was like, she was, she was miffed by that. It's like a freaking plate of smoked brisket but yeah he's fine apparently <laughs> and they don't do anything with him like they he gets crushed and then he gets he's burnt you see there's a scene where you see him in the hospital later on yeah where they you know he's saying that he you know showing that he survived but they really don't i mean we'll get to it in civil war but i i was very excited for his role in civil war before the movie came out like because i like crossbones a lot i had his first appearance on used to be on my wall like i like that character a lot I was really bummed what they did with him. Is that I don't even remember him. Captain America and the Avengers? Because mm. he's one of the bosses? <laughs> yeah, yes it is. A level five. <laughs> Again, everything I like in Marvel can be traced to that one game. Marvel. I might play that today. It's been a while. Never played it. Long. But anyway, I so not not to kind of blow past the Bucky and, and uh, Cap fight. Yeah, we but haven't yeah, talked about that. No, no, that's fine. But that's that's the big culmination of all this, right? So I, yeah, everything's cool until you know, obviously we're on the third ship and we have the final confrontation between Bucky and Cap. What do you guys think of this fight? I I was a big fan of it. Uh, I thought it was very well done. And uh, again, visceral, uh, physical, uh, lots of good action, lots of good, uh, lots of lots of different areas. Right, because they're on the catwalk at first, and then they're on the bottom of the dish, whatever it happens to be, and yeah, just in a very well choreographed fight, um, like everything else in this movie, just very well crafted. Like it, it, it is another instance of the MCU having the hero fight an evil person that has the same kind of power set, but like it's so fast paced and frenetic in this one. Like it's all hand to hand. It's not two guys in suits shooting at each other like in Iron Man. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, like you said, it's so choreographed. It's just such a joy to watch. It's done super well. It's. Yeah. It, I had no problem with it. I enjoyed it. It entertained me. I, yeah. It's yeah. It's it's an expression of skill uh, and ability and capability. Um, you know, just all those good all those good attributes that a good battle requires. Um, there's great tension. I mean, obviously, if you know the story, if you kind of even if you're seeing it for the first time in 2014, you kind of know Captain America is not going to lose. But the question really is: is what is he going to lose? Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to lose his friend? Is Bucky going to survive? Is he going to die? Is he right? Obviously, if you're a movie person, you know that the language. Of movies dictate that the super ship is not going to murder everybody in the in the country until <laughs> until 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 um, Infinity War shows up and they do, which is why it's such a shocking, surprising, <laughs> beautiful moment. Um, but it's so you know the language of movies dictate what's going to happen at the end of this. But there are still some really good surprises, and the action itself sells it. it it's uh, and it's good. There's lots of passion. I think, but behind it, you know, really you can tell there's some, he doesn't want to do this. And captain says a bunch of times. And again, towards the end, he basically just throws the shield away. He actually throws it in the ocean. Like, where was it? (laughs) I think I said to my wife, I'm like, there's only one of those. You can't get another. You might want to, might want to go down there and get it. But, um, yeah, just a really, uh, really emotional scene from two characters that have been built up enough over a good amount of time. Bucky, unfortunately, yeah, go ahead. I didn't catch that scene because I think I drank too many beers. 
See, <laughs> see, look at this. Look, and I, mean, I don't remember anything you just said about the shield being thrown in the water. So yeah, I am I wrong? The fourth I, beer I was drinking at this point. So yeah, if that I, happened, I, I, I missed it. Oh, really? Maybe I was knocking back ginger ales. No, because he like, <laughs> yeah, it falls down into the ocean and he does because Cap is just like, I don't want to be that classic. Throw your gun away. Do what you got to do to me. And he does. And that scene, the final scene where Bucky is just slamming away on his face. Brutal. The, the arm, the metal arm with his oh. metal arm is so brutal and rough to watch. And Cap's just laying there. He's like, I do what you got to do. And then he delivers that line um, that we had um, foreshadowed to us earlier where he says, um, I'll be with you till the end or something like that. Yeah, I'm with you to the end of the line. I think Bucky says it to, to Cap in the flashback that Mike yes. was talking about. Correct. Yeah. And it just stops him for enough time um, for the whole thing, the, the entire ship to go down. But because also, get, like, go ahead. like during that fight, he gets Cap America gets shot up pretty bad when he's trying to deactivate yes, the carrier. Yeah, like in, got, the, gets, in the abdomen. Yeah, yeah it, it's ugh. cool to see. He got three. He got shot three times. It was like two in the gut and one in the shoulder or something like that. I, I like how real this movie tries to make things in, in a yeah. way, even with unreal characters. Like it, it tries to really bring in that gravity and show you, like, yes, things are, you know, there are stakes and they're vulnerable, right? Because you, you you watch a, a comic book movie and you have Captain America just again leaping over a, a starship <laughs> and <laughs> ripping out its rotors and whatnot. And they, you see, they are superheroes, right? So they're larger than life, but. There's also life there. They're vulnerable. They can't. They can be harmed. It's not a Superman scenario. It's they can be harmed. They can get shot. You know, we forget that Captain America is not in a super suit. He's just a dude in a goofy looking costume. You know, with a really great shield and amazing skill set of physical abilities. And when he gets shot, it's like, oh boy, this, he's he's a real person. Dang. So uh, it's very very effective on all levels. And I, I do like the way they when they when he does finally get the last ship in the carrier right when the right when the timer hits zero and they're just about to start you know they acquired like three three like three hundred thousand targets or something something ridiculous like that and that that is such a such a cool scene they just shut it down just in time movie like and yep. as we were talking about like this is when the thing starts blowing up because everything all the helicopters are shooting each other right because <laughs> they're the only three they're the only three targets so they're gonna start shooting each other um yeah I was gonna mention I really love. How how that again stakes right not only now do you have a time the timer's up like you think as a food film person oh shoot the time's actually up oh no now it's calculating its victims and that's going up so now you have a new timer <laughs> you have new escalation and uh, yeah the, so of course good. at the very last second he gets it in which you know movie it's a movie ass movie thing to do but, yeah, it's, but it's, it's a movie fine. it's a movie yeah and, fine and as I, those uh, targets are ticking away it shows a shot of avengers tower where it's tagging tony as one of the targets Stephen right. strange but, is one of the targets there's somebody yeah. in egypt that's mentioned throughout this movie which is a reference to moon knight oh, which yeah. we've never seen in the mcu yet and who knows if we ever will but Oh, yeah, they're making a Moon Knight movie, aren't they? They're doing something with him? I can't Yeah, I think remember. it's one of the TV shows just coming to Disney+. Plus. I'm okay with that. He doesn't deserve a movie. He's not big he's, enough of a character. He's an interesting character. Yeah, but he's not that big of a character. Like, he's not even that many games or anything. Yeah, that's fine. I've never heard of him, but, I mean, yeah. he's getting a TV series. That's probably bigger than a movie. Like, a movie's two hours. TV series is at least ten, so. Yeah, but it's cheaper. <laughs> nah, that's fair. That's the point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, hundred million is the problem here, not the. He's, he, he's. He's not a very well-known character. I mean, he's been around in Marvel for a long time, but like when you're talking about, he's he would be lower than the list in Daredevil, easy. Uh -huh. That's fair. And Daredevil's low on that list, so 
Right too. I'm not a fan of Daredevil. I've never seen that movie yet. Hmm. We, we've got to do that episode. We will sometime. at some point. <laughs> I got, I got the plans. extras, the extras, the leavens. Uh, so yeah, and then we have the situation where we're back to Cap, and they have their, um, they fall in the ocean, or, or uh, sorry, Captain America falls in the ocean. It's not the ocean. It's a Panamak, isn't it? Or oh, it's Panamak. Yeah. yeah, you're right. He falls you should know Potomac. this, sir. You're from that area. Oh, I don't. Know. I mean, I listen. I, don't know. <laughs> I was. He falls into the Potomac, and he he does his best Leonardo DiCaprio at the end of Titanic. Kind of just <laughs> sinks slowly with bubbles coming out of his mouth, and then you see the silver hand pull him out. Really I, good. I, I like that. I really yep, did too. Very good. And then you have the, I think, the most beautiful shot in the movie. Um, this is probably my favorite, the one that stuck out the most. Is there's a shot when, when Bucky has pulled him out of the of the water. And as he's walking away, the shot is framed. You have Captain America just lying there. Just lying there on the sand, on the you know, the bank of the Potomac. You have Bucky kind of walking away slowly, like sauntering away. And then in this sense, you have all the fires of um what just happened, like all the burning, you know, the burning helicarriers and all of that. And it's such a beautifully framed shot, and there's lots of space and a lot of air, and it's very open and pretty. Uh, it's my probably my favorite shot of the movie. And then they kind of smash cut to the aftermath. Yeah, and, and this is I, I I wrote down my notes. Cap in a hospital. I don't remember exactly what was happening, but he was in a hospital. And this is when you have I like the part you see Hill applying to Stark Industries. That cracked me up. Yeah, Cap, yeah, Cap in the hospitals yeah. where he uh he wakes up and Sam's there and he goes, Oh on yeah, your left. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> was good. Like, on your left pays off. That's great. Marvin Gaye pays off because he's <laughs> yeah. Playing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was yep. good. Yeah, you know I should probably listen to that album too someday. Won't happen. But I yeah, I, I it's been forever, but. Yeah, I was a little confused, confused with Hill and Stark too. Like, maybe they're trying to weed out some of the the, the Hydra agents, or she needs a new job now that she's gone. That's, yeah. that's how I took it. I it's, didn't. Uh, sorry. So she also doesn't. I don't think she shows up in that many more movies. Uh, yeah, she's in Age of Ultron, and mm, she's in Avengers yeah. Endgame as a cameo, and that's it. Uh, and Infinity yeah, War as a cameo, but she's in the, uh, the little party scene in Age of Ultron where they're all oh, trying to pick up the light. She's in Far From Home. Oh yep, but yep. it's not. Yeah, well, I don't want to say that. What I was about to say, <laughs> but I um yeah, I didn't even know her name to be honest with you. I just thought she was Shield person. Her yeah, name's Robin I, Sparkles. That's your okay, name. who's that? <laughs> What's her name? Uh, Robin Sparkles is from How I Met Your Mother. Who called me Smothers was in for ten years. Oh, that's right. That's the show you're talking about. Okay, it's yeah, okay. Never, you don't need to ever watch it. Robin Strabotsky. Yeah, you never need uh, to watch it. Never. It's yeah. So she was in. Uh, yeah, she. So yeah, I just caught that as like Shield agent implanting herself into the Stark Industries to keep an eye on Tony. All right, more more shady Shield stuff, undercover type stuff there. Kind of doing the, kind of doing the Scar- Scarlett Johansson thing from the original or yeah, first Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, yeah, you got the, uh, you see a shot of the next door neighbor plugging away a dummy in a firing range. I guess if you're a comic fan, that means something. I don't know. It I was like, didn't oh. anything to me. No. I don't think, I think it was just to remind you that Sharon was a thing. She's this character. Yeah, there, there is, they, hmm, they forgot about her, it feels like. <laughs> I mean, at the time of this recording, I mean, they don't really do much with her in Civil War. She's in that Cap, the Cap America Bucky show that's coming out at some this year, supposedly. But they don't. I don't know. We'll see. I, they, in my opinion, they didn't do enough of that character. They kind of like they play her in this movie and then they kind of just forget about her. Yeah, she's kind of just in, a. She's in a, Civil War. Yeah, but she doesn't do a lot in Civil War. That's fair. 
we'll find out again but i don't it's been a while but yeah. yeah i don't know i mean it's yeah she's kind of like just a device like a plot moving device almost kind of getting us to the next stage but yeah i'd like to see more of her i mean she was good for the five seconds she was on screen i don't know so she's in last in civil war is she i see i don't yes. know um, but anyway you got um falcon with him and you got that last the on neck uh, on the left was very good uh you got to get the shot of the hydra douche who's still alive <laughs> and burnt like brisket like uh, michael yeah. said it was very you good the, you get the senator arrested yeah the senator gets arrested who's uh again gal golly she man he is a greasy man that gary shandling just oily oiled <laughs> at all times he's a slimy politician he's literally slimy like even like when he was talking to when he was talking to baldy he's like yeah hey, i have this girl you know she wants to be a journalist but uh, whatever like like could you play up the villain card even more like could you turn up the douche dial yeah it's bad any further oh man i mean it's, it's effective like yeah it's, it's you don't spend much time with them so that's fine and then you have uh black widow who's at the senate hearing i'm assuming at the senate hearing or some sort of security council basically asking her hey you got rid of our national security <laughs> like what no, do you ex- that. yeah like what do you expect what do you want us to do with that how do you want us to react why don't we should throw you in jail and her response was you can't throw us in jail because you need us mm-hmm. and that's so good because it's like what do you got now you ain't got nothing so throw me in jail see how that works out for you good stuff good stuff strong woman decides to just say whatever yeah, this little is this, this villainous thing that you tried to do to surveil everyone in the in the country slash the world and then take out people you just decide based on some goofy swiss 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 guys algorithm <laughs> ain't gonna do it so you need us very effective it was, it was really good again everything with her character is so good in, in this movie mm-hmm. as i've said really too many great. times <laughs> but it could be our new drinking game for this episode that could be, episode. Could be. From the beginning. you have Let's a quick scene with fury burning a bunch of items that he had in some like hidden bunker thing and I, I i didn't catch this but since i had an easter egg thing pulled up when he's at the gravestone apparently the the bible verse that's on the gravestone ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Yep. Is a reference to him in Pulp Fiction. Pulp, yeah. Pulp Fiction, yeah. So apparently, did he say that or something? Sides. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I've seen Pulp Fiction probably 30 times in my life. <laughs> oh, so he must said the path of the righteous man or something? That's the, that's the line. The path of okay. the righteous man is beside on all sides by the inequities and tyrannies of evil men. And blah, 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 blah. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. I've seen it probably 30, 40 times. Wow. Anyway, that's interesting. I did not <laughs> notice that. That's fun. That's a good, I didn't either. That's a great story. The screen rant did. Good. Well, <laughs> that's what they're there for, screen rant. Thank you. I, uh, yeah. And then, so when he was burning stuff, though, I kind of just took that and he was just eradicating the rest of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, um, Remnants. It, I think it's his personal stuff that was okay. like he was kind of changing his identity and kind of stepping away yeah. from anything that could tra- that could track him in a sense because he he disappears for a while until lots of war he shows up again. But the idea that he's on the run now and doing his own thing because Shield Shield is gone. Like even in the Shield show, like the whole show completely changes when this happens in season one, and then they bring back Shield. Spoiler alert, of course, in the show, but in the movie they never really re- reference it again. Yeah, was, I mean, shit. I guess it's only two movies from now. We see we see him in a uh, uh, age of ultron yeah because right. he's not in guardians of course but yeah, he's in age of no. ultron and then he I think he's, and then he's in civil war i'm assuming and he doesn't and he kind of disappears a little bit yeah so then they uh we end up at the cemetery right and the fury yep. 
He lets everyone know this is kind of like the final breakup. Fiera lets everyone know he's off to Europe. So have a nice vacation. He's, he's faking his own death because, again, they're standing by his gravestone because everyone still assumes he's dead. Because, again, he was saved in the bunker, the shield bunker. Um, nobody's going with him. They're like, later, Gator. We ain't do, we, we're not <laughs> hanging with you anymore. He's fine with that. It fit. Um, Just fine. Yeah, Black uh, Black Widow and Cap have another final moment. She's going to go and kind of find herself again, kind of restart again. And, oh, uh, yes, I lied. Ahead. He's in Age of Ultron, and he doesn't show up again till Avengers Infinity War. Okay. Well, yeah, I figured it would be. That's a while. Damn. It is a while. That's okay, a while. <laughs> no, that's fine. She gets him. Uh, she gives him the file on Bucky, uh, which is pretty cool. So he can kind of tells he tells her she tells him to call Sharon, which is very sweet. Again, finally paying off that final little the running gag they've had. And then uh, him and him and Falcon are like, let's go get him. Got to go get that Winter Soldier. Yeah, and he also gets the documents, which play a big part in the Civil War when he gets the documents about what Bucky's been up to. Yeah, like, oh, man, I can't wait to watch I that. I forgot that he gets the documents, but in Civil War, that, that little scene does pay off in a way. Right, cool. Or maybe not paid off the right word, but it, it has effect. Which, which movie the has the, the stinger of them with Winter Soldier? So, Age of Ultron? I don't remember. Yeah. It might be Ultron. I don't remember. Hmm. Oh, are you talking about Winter Soldier? Does where he's in the... Well, they got, like, you... his, his arm in a vice or something? Oh! I know what you're talking about. I think that's Ultron. Or, yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out real soon. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> this is one of the next three movies, I can tell you that much. Yeah. I want to say it's Ant-Man for some reason. It might be. I have seen Ant-Man twice in my life, and I don't remember him, so... I saw Ant-Man once. I don't remember the end, end credits. Michael, what did you think movie. of the of the, uh, the ending of this, where, yeah, we kind of get that scene in the cemetery, smash cut to credits? What did you, what'd you think of how it all tied yeah, up? Yeah, I mean, it's just like a montage of showing that S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of kaputsky and everyone's got to figure out how to deal with that moving forward like it's kind of ballsy that this early on in phase two they d- dissolved shield this yeah. changes everything for the show yeah. mm-hmm. which we will never talk about on the show probably, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no this is a good uh this is an excellent uh excellent end to an excellent movie and we are you know kind of thinking hydra's done until the mid credit scene which <laughs> mid- uh Oh, yeah. you also get, you get the title card finally. Yes, we never got the title card until the very, I, very end. Yes. I like that. I, I, I kind of that's what I mean. It's kind of become a running joke too, like many others in this in this set of episodes. But I, I, I never noticed how they really do keep they they hold those title cards sometimes for a while. Yeah, so it's kind of cool to yeah. see. It's I like I do like them at the end. I you know the movie you you know what movie you're seeing. You bought the ticket. You yeah. saw the sign as you walked into the theater and the poster. Right. Yeah, you you know what it is. I it's for me if a title screen's in the beginning, it's like this is what you're watching. At the end, it's you just watched this. Like <laughs> this is what you experienced, and I like that. I I like that kind of final capstone of, uh, of this is what you just experienced. I like that. But anyway, <laughs> but Michael, yeah, what did you think of the of how it's kind of just wraps up? I hate Disney Plus because it doesn't show you <laughs> what you're fast forwarding to. So when there are these mid credit scenes, I don't get to see them. Because I just you, jumped to the end. You can't fast forward with Disney it, Plus. Yeah, you can't. You can jump ten seconds, but it doesn't show you what you're jumping to. It doesn't have like the little thumbnail. No. So I, I just assume there isn't a mid credits, and I just jump to the end instead of waiting through ten minutes of credits. So yeah, wow. I missed this scene of uh, seeing Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and whatnot. No, oh, I no, I, I I got so excited when I saw the scene with Strucker and it and it shows the staff and then he talks about the miracles. 
fucking Fox, and because they can't say mutants. Because <laughs> for those that don't know, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are mutants. They are not miracle. They are mutants. Right? Yeah, because they're kind of X Men. They are X Men. Yeah, yeah. Okay. they're literally X Men at different points. But and, did or, they use? Did they ever use the character names then? Because like yeah, they call them Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, I think. And they Maybe show up they in Ultron, don't? right? They yeah. show up in they show up yeah. in Ultron. And one doesn't make it out of Ultron. <laughs> yeah, the one's in there for like five minutes. If I don't re- no, if I remember Quicksilver's correctly, no, in the entire movie. He he doesn't make it out of the end of the movie. Yeah, I didn't think so, but anyway. But that's it's all because of license rights. I'll, I'll talk about it here real quick. I'll talk about it too when we talk about Ultron. But there was a license deal where Joss Whedon wanted Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. That's why they're in the end of this movie because he wanted them for Age of Ultron. And since Avengers did so good, he got. They let him do that. But the deal with Fox was since Fox owned those characters, they can use those characters, but they can only use one of them. And they have to get rid of Quicksilver because they were going to use Quicksilver for Days of Future Past and X-Men Apocalypse or no, not Days or Yeah, I think he's yeah. the Apocalypse. Those two. And that's why Scarlet Witch is in Days of Future Path, I think, in a very small scene, but not actually used where they stick with Scarlet Witch and then Quicksilver sticks with the X-Men universe. That's a bummer. They even filmed like an alternative ending to Age of Ultron where he's still alive and that that last shot, just in case, I guess, they they got to do what they wanted. They were trying to, but Fox was being mean and wouldn't let him have the right. So we would have had Quicksilver in the MCU a lot longer if it wasn't for Fox being a dick. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Eh, bummer. yeah I, I'm looking forward to Ultron. I don't remember a ton of it. I remember being it fine. So I'm curious to see how I feel this time. It's, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's in a mid credit scene. Basically, like you said, it's the, the shady dude in the bunker. You said his name. I didn't know it. They uh, have the looker. Yeah. Who's that? Wolfgang von Strucker. Okay. Very he's great. a big Captain he's, he's America villain, villain in oh, World he? War II. He's a Nazi, okay. but he's not a Nazi in here, of course, because he would be in his 80s. And then, uh, yeah, we uh, Hydra is still there. And then we introduced to Quicksilver and Scarlet, which I had to I had to look up their names. I couldn't remember. Like, what's the girl with the telekinesis? And I know that dude. I've seen him somewhere. So I had to look that up. Um, and then we finally get our end credits, which is a neat little quick one with uh, at the Smithsonian with Bucky uh, with his hat over his eyes because being all inconspicuous. <laughs> When he doesn't have to, like, he could just walk around with his messy hair. Like, yeah, why are you looking? He doesn't know who he is. You're not you're not on billboards. You don't have a Smithsonian exhibit. And he just sees himself. And then he well, he's has, in the exhibit. So, yeah, like, he's, well, he sees himself. And then I guess that's fair. He sees himself and has this just steely glare. And there's a nice little scream towards the very, very end. As the shot fades, there's a scream in the background because it, it kind of amps the music amps in the bet in the end because it's a little bit of this like. Yeah, like electronic-y kind of like almost horror music. And then it, at the very end, there's a little screen at the very end, implying well, that he's, he's falling off the train. Maybe. Yeah, maybe fall off the train or, you know, the PTSD still now kicking in. Um, but it's very effective. Very good. Then it says Captain America will return in Age of Ultron. Of course he will, because this is the MCU. He will be there to the bitter, bitter end. And there is a brief mention or a brief Easter egg in this movie, too, near the end when they're fighting, where Winter where Winter Soldier is holding Captain America's shield with a gun and he's shooting at him because in the comics, he, he, he becomes Captain America, uses the shield and a gun. Right. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. OK, so that that was I forgot that Easter egg mentioned in there. I mean, they don't 
I don't think that's ever going to get acted on because of where Avengers Endgame ended. They were going a different route with Captain America, but I remember at this time thinking that's where they were headed. Which is also canon. Yes, both are. Fucking different things. And that's uh, Avengers. Yeah, that's Avengers. Sorry, Avengers. I'm looking at Avengers Age of Ultron because I (laughs) I was wondering where you were going. Uh, I was like, is he joking? No, like we can restart that. Because I didn't remember that Joss Whedon directed Avengers Age of Ultron. I completely forgot that. And hey, he's done after that. They got rid this, of that. This is basically Avengers 1.5. So. It really is. So, so I'll, no. I will say it again. I'll say I mean, it again. Not, in not as big as Civil War is. Civil War like Avengers. Intermediate. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, this Civil is War more is of a cat movie. This is definitely more of a cat movie. And you're right. Civil War is definitely an Avengers movie. I'll say it again just so you can cut that. Okay. And that is Captain America. It's not Winter Soldier, cut, by the way. There you go. You can cut <laughs> that in. No. not happening. Just kidding. Well, I cut certain <laughs> things, like the Ezra Miller thing. I don't cut other things. You don't cut out my complete stupidity? Uh, all right. Fair enough. Only my out. complete stupidity. It depends. It's got to be really you have to stupid. Be otherwise. Extra stupid, yeah. Good deal. <laughs> and we never mentioned this movie came out in 2014. So, <laughs> All right. Um, I think we should go to Shelf or Box since this is our longest episode so far. Wow. Well, I think MCU it's our stuff. longest movie so far. It is. It is. What? Man, Endgame is going to be four hours. Oh, uh, but, okay. Um, Mike, why don't you go first with Shelf or Box? Uh, like, I think it was at the end of Iron Man 2, I said that only the upper top tier echelon movies were going to go on the shelf, and this one definitely fits that criteria. It's So, when it comes to movies, I'm totally a basic bitch. Like, I'm here for the one-liners and the explosions. <laughs> and to get me to notice and care about character development is no small task. So, to see Cat questioning basically everything that he's done in his life up to this point is it's huge it's it's crazy and we kind of see that again with black widow where everyone thinks they're doing good but they're just following orders so they have to wonder if what they're really doing is in everyone's best interest or just what their superiors want them to do so uh, it's crazy and uh to take uh, a dopey hero like falcon and make him look so badass and this is so awesome. He's so cool in this. I love the line where he's fighting Crossbones and Crossbones is doing the typical bad guy stuff. It's like, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to make you bleed. And Falcon's like, man, shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love everything about this movie. Like, usually I have some kind of nitpick and other than Cap losing his shield after the bunker explosion or him holding up the debris. Like, I don't have anything. This movie rocks. It rules in every way and I'm probably going to watch it again here soon. Okay. Before or before or after you watch Iron Man three again? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely before because that's never going to happen. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Bill? Oh yeah. I mean, this is an obvious. Uh, this is an obvious shelf. It's you know, it's funny. I and I'm glad I saw this for the first time. <laughs> so just to talk about things that pay off and just capping off that joke. You know, it's it's a very interesting movie. It's got lots of highs. It's got lots of lows. The pacing is beautiful. It's very well written. The choreo- choreography is exceptional it's you can really tell that this movie launched the russo brothers to be the premier directors of the mcu they are the big they're the big boys they do all the biggies again civil war and endgame and infinity war and you can tell because you because they handle action well they handle pacing well they can handle lots of different characters on the screen doing different things with different tasks and no one gets lost uh this is just a it's a it's a great movie and it's interesting because this isn't i didn't get any euphoric i guess i shouldn't say that i had some euphoric joys with this but everything was such an even keel of good like this is good and solid 
solid and strong. So I'm a big fan. I'm glad I saw it. Thank you for having me on the show to see this. And I feel like we're going to have almost nothing but bangers from here on out, except for maybe a couple uh, that some people in this group may or may not like. But we will get there. Yeah, we're going to have some hot takes for at least there, a couple there, episodes. There'll be some hot takes, but I think for the most part, we got we this will be uh, a journey of joy. There's yeah, three I'm not looking forward to. We're, we're definitely past the low point in the MCU. Mm-hmm. We've, yeah, I we've mean, de- like, consistently not great. And I was talking to my wife about this earlier, just before we get to, to Shelfer Box with you, uh, Mike, because I, yeah, I, think I, I think I know. You know yeah, what's I, gonna I be. Know uh, Yeah, there's, there's really no bad, bad movies in the MCU. Like they're, they're all watchable, right? They're all at least consumable without disgust or disdain. As much as I don't like Hulk and I thought it was a poor movie, it's not a terrifyingly bad movie. Um, they're all at least competent on some level. So when we say bad, we mean compared to everything else. But this is not bad. This is very, very good. And I'm glad I saw it again. Sort of. Except Iron Man 3. Yeah, Iron Man 3. (laughs) That's more frustrating than anything else. That's more just, what are you doing? You know, I actually, if I remember correctly, I didn't mind that movie the second time. You did not. For this episode. Yeah, I I think you were the... I'm the only one. Opinion. You're the you're the guy who didn't mind the fact that the the big bad villain uh, was actually a strange de- deranged uh, drug addled actor that just happened to be there. To which I railed on for probably ten minutes on. But which hey, is funny because like you don't have that comic book prior knowledge and you still yeah. Hate it. That's the thing. I don't <laughs> care. Make it whatever you want. What do I care? But I could see how someone would be very offended by that if they're into the comics. I can like empathize with that and be like, oh dude, yeah, I yeah. That'd be like if someone did a portal movie and GLaDOS turned into like Princess Peach or something or became like a calculator. It's like, <laughs> what the what are you doing? Stop it. Anyway. Oh, uh, okay. This is getting close to three hours. <laughs> Mr. Mike, what do you got for uh, shelf talk? All right. Um, this is definitely going on the shelf. It was it would have went on the shelf before I watched it. It's still amazing. I I was tossed between which one I enjoy more, First Avenger or this one. I still think this one I enjoy more, but I was kind of not I was in a better mood when we watched First Avenger, but 2020's been beating me down. So <laughs> I I had to put part of that. But no, everything about Winter Soldier is so good. It holds up. It's entertaining. It's still a very good movie. Even if you know where everything is going, you know what the storyline is. And it's going on the shelf. And I'm so glad I got to rewatch this. And yeah, so shelf. All right. That's about what I expected. Awesome. Good stuff. And I, I think I'll introduce what we're talking about next episode we're gonna be digging into one that i wasn't when it first came out i had no excitement for and then i was very surprised and i'm hoping to be surprised again we're gonna be talking about the first guardians of the galaxy like they definitely were smart and waiting until mcu started building momentum before they introduced that because like i don't think Mm. anyone had heard of them before beforehand oh one joke thing that i mentioned before but i'm gonna bring up again ant-man was supposed to be in phase one but never happened (laughs) because they fired the director Poor Edgar Wright. He went on to do Baby Driver, though. Yes, he, he did, which is, which is a joke. Oh, that was my right. favorite movie for the I, longest I re- time. I rewatched that movie after somebody had mentioned it. Still fucking amazing. Yep. I'm almost afraid to rewatch Scott Pilgrim because I, I'm kind of like um, Mike when it came to Avengers. I remember adoring it when it came out, and now I'm afraid I won't like it as much, and I don't want that memory to leave me. So I'm interested. I may want to watch I, that. Again. I rewatched it, and I was I still loved it. I still laughed. That movie is just yeah, it's so great. Okay. Yep. Cool. Look forward to that that future episode. I'm sure it's going to happen. Yeah, it I, is. I just don't know when, but it's coming. So yeah, I think that about wraps up this episode because I have to edit this eventually. So. <laughs> <laughs> three hours 
Uh, well, the rough the rough audio is two hours and forty seven minutes we're at, but the edited right. version will not be two hours for you at this point. So, I also want to first want to give a quick shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Balby, aka Mike Tony from ZP Bite the Bullet. If you like this episode, we got a ton of other MCU episodes you check out. Check those out. You can, we have Iron Man. I mean, they're all kind of sorted in in the rest of all the crap that we do. But if you search "gave my mom found MCU," I'm sure Google will bring you right to it somehow. Just fine. If you don't want to stroll through the hundred over a hundred episodes, of, well, well over a hundred episodes at this point when you're listening to this, so definitely check those out. We also cover games each week. We cover lots of random underrated games for some reason because I don't know why. <laughs> but we do, and we do comics every well, multiple comic episodes every month. So definitely check out the other episodes. There's tons of content for you to listen to. I want to thank Bill and Mike for you know enjoying a good movie with me for a change. Yeah, yeah. Crap. Last two episodes were was cra- forgettable and crap. So, <laughs> yeah, basically. So hey, before thanks. that was also crap somehow, and it shouldn't have been. But you know, about the time uh, this comes out, both of us will be on different game episodes. Around, that's right. Around the time, so yeah, look forward to that. Indeed. I, I don't know exactly when this is getting released, but I'm pretty sure it'll be after November. Yeah. After November, November, the 5th of November. Remember, remember the 5th of November. That's, yeah. <laughs> I was just watching that before we did this recording, so it's in my head a little bit. <laughs> Part, the first part of it. All right. I think anything else I want to say? Oh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where I'm constantly posting images of upcoming episodes that we're doing and whatever, you know, whenever we, when we drop all these new episodes that we constantly keep doing. So, and one thing I should be saying every episode, tell a friend. Let someone know that you enjoy games my mom found. Because that's a way that we're going to grow and then we'll do more stuff. Because the more people listen, the more I'll be energized to do things. And eventually the podcast will pay for itself, maybe someday. So, so let people know you enjoy us. All right. We will see everyone next time. Bye. See you later.